Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast in uh, this year, 2021. First time I'm here. You guys have been here already, so yeah, hello. I hate to bring welcome. it to Chris, but we've been in the future for a whole week now. So welcome to the brave new world. How does it feel to be here? I don't like it. Send me back. Huh. Chris was loving 2020 so much that he didn't want to leave. He just Fucking stayed hell. there for an extra week or two. <laughs> well, I, okay, so first of all, hello, uh, Alex and Jamie. Hello, <laughs> mate. Before we get stuck into it, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are a gaming podcast that don't take ourselves too seriously. All that chitter chatter, yimmer yammer, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, who would have thought, right? That 2021 was not going to, the clock was going to tick over and it wasn't going to be like this fucking utopia. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I don't know why, no, but I started didn't. to buy that it would be. No. It's, the way that everyone was talking about it, I was like, is it going to all be different I even in 2021? Fucking warned you. I even fucking warned you. I said, dudes, it's not going to be like the end, like that one section in, in Return of the King where <laughs> the hobbits are gay for each other at the end of, after destroying the, the ring. It's like, come on. Hold on. Shouldn't have said it that way, but... Yeah, I did half expect to wake up one morning and find that everything was moving in slow motion and people were skipping down the streets rather than walking. In fact, I woke up to find that no one's allowed on the streets. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and and no soft focus, unfortunately, so there you go. No soft focus, and, you know, what what is life with hard focus? Who wants that? Nobody. Exactly. But there we go. Anyway, uh, we are uh, a podcast available on YouTube and all major podcasting platforms of your choice, really. This, this is what we're all about. We're big on choice, pro-choice, some may say, but uh, only when it relates to our super show. So there we go. <laughs> so you can watch <laughs> us on gracious. YouTube. Or you can, I don't know where wait, this does, is going. Does that, does, wait, does that mean that we sounds, don't want yeah, that's, to no. abortions? What? Yeah, like, that does sound terrible. That's not what Chris meant. He just lost his mind. I don't know weird. what you guys are talking about. I think people hey, should get hey, it if they hey, want Hey, 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 listen, okay? 2021 is the year that we do not apologize for anything. <sighs> no, wow. but we'll okay? say choose, choose your choice. Let's go like that. Yeah, choose your choice, okay? We're on YouTube, <laughs> we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Deezer, I don't know, some of the other fucking dog shit ones, but, you know, just stick to the main Ooh. ones, I guess. And uh, we are on an internet radio, paisleyradio.com every Thursday at 10 p.m., and we fucking love it. So go check it out. Now, yeah. fellas, coming into 2021, it, it, it's been a bit of a challenge, but uh, there's something that's happened or happening and has been happening for just over a year that is really kind of like, it's kept all of us going, I think you'll agree, and that is the lovely support that we get from our patrons. Uh, so if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show, you could fill our loins with even more joy, and uh, you know, just check it out. No, no, no pressure. Okay, just come hang out. You know, chill at the bar. We'll maybe put a drink in front of you. You don't have to drink it. It's safe. Don't worry. But you know, do what you do. There are some patrons at this bar, though. You guys are cracking. <laughs> <laughs> just, just enjoying the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? You know what's it's it's really good to know that you guys can watch me dig my own hole and just not intervene whatsoever. Just like let's see where this goes. No, look at the lighting. Look at the jacket. Listen to what he's saying and just and just know, just know what he's about. Jonesy, listen. Life is complicated. Okay. All right, but yeah, we got some uh, patrons that we want to shout out to. So you know, we love these dudes. They're helping us a lot. And I'm talking about Aim, 
Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Brett Z, aka Shellshock, Hacksaw Book Reed, Jesper Cam Danielson, Javela Cujo, Leo Merga, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Martin Skihan, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Sean Kennedy, Slippy Meat, and it is Slippy Meat because he contacted us and said, yeah, Slippy, because it's fun to say and fun Slippy to eat. Slippy Meat. Or some shit like that. <laughs> I don't know. Starfall Kids, Scary Omen, Zach Cream, and the big boys. Love them so much that uh, I have named my testicles after them. And I had to shave my, my area to kind of <laughs> tattoo really? the names, but it was worth it. Hey, it was worth it, fellas. Freddie K. Official. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie K. Official, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and The Dude Abides. We love each and every single one of you. And I'll, hey, you know what? Go check out patreon.com forward slash super show and, you know, maybe, maybe throw some, throw a coin to your digital witches. That was Imagine, a year ago. God. <laughs> wow. Imagine yeah. being a tattoo artist. You've just come out of lockdown. You're like, finally, I can get back to doing business. Chris walks in, whaps it out, throws it down on the table, freshly shaved, and says, I want these four names tattooed along it. <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining, you know, when uh, women go to hospitals when they're pregnant, they're about to give birth, and they get put in those uh, weird things where their ankles stirrup, are kind of hoisted up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Stirrups, Imagine yeah. Chris in one of those poses. And like, the guy's just like, but then also, okay, I'm I'm going to get in trouble for this. Yes, dude, no apologies. Watched, Let's go. Okay, we, we, okay, listen, 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 listen. Okay, we cannot be mediocre. <laughs> there have been a couple of episodes where I've been like, you know, we should have pushed the envelope a bit. I want to come out of all of these episodes in 2021 saying, guys, did, did we did we push that what? too far? Did we? That's the worst thing you could ever have for your anxiety. You're going to be checking the comments for the first 48 hours. Like, what the <laughs> no, no, fuck but, but the wrong? point is to Chris has already pro- denounced being pro-choice in the yeah. first 10 <laughs> yes, seconds exactly. of the show. No, listen, guys, listen. You've got to just do what you've got to do. You've got to push the envelope uh. and you have to be so sure about yourself that you are not going to apologize for anything. All right, okay. fuck it. Basically, what I was going to say was I reckon most tattoo artists would reject a ballsack tattoo, not because they don't want to work with an individual's ballsack, but because Mm. I watched a tattoo program once and a person was getting a tattoo after they'd lost shitloads of weight and had loose skin. And the tattoo artist was like, this is a fucking nightmare because they were having to like stretch out as tight as they can. A ballsack, like my ballsack can fucking quadruple in size sometimes. Like that thing's like a, it's like a parachute. Quadruple in size. After, after you've paid someone to jump and jump on it and step on yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say you should probably go swells. check. You know, you are getting no, older. Not, like not I know quadruple. you're younger than us, but you are nah, getting older. If that's not happening quad, to you, not, not you may need to size. seek medical help. This isn't help. some fucking like Randy Marsh thing where I could sit on them like a fucking bouncy ball. Like <laughs> this is like the, the. It's just it's a very elastic. Elastic. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I heard, think that was I a nightmare once. for a tattoo artist because, like, they'd have to stretch it out. They do it, and then you go outside when it's fucking minus ten degrees, and you can't see the tattoo. Mm. Be all, you know. But terrible. hold on, because they they do tattoos on like weird places, like your eyelids and stuff as well, and like the inside of your lip and things. Right, I've seen those tattoos. Yeah, but, yeah. but don't, how uh, do you stretch that out? No, but they're, they're less, much. a lot less much. A lot less elastic, though. Yeah. Oh, okay, I think I see what you mean. Like Bro. if you had to stretch out your foreskin and then tattoo oh, okay. like uh, like a like a, a hound's tooth pattern, you know, very ta- so he, very tasteful. Uh, I don't then know. Uh, you know, like what's going to happen? It's is this where we figure out? We discuss. If you're a tattoo artist, let us know. If you're going to mm. tattoo on someone's shaft, do they have to be excited the whole time to stretch the skin out as much as possible? This is oh, why do, I think you, most do they need to get a fluffer? Nah, a fluffer. Nah, Maybe I reckon they, do. they just don't do it. I reckon they would just be like, you're fucking mental, get out of here. And that's, that's where we have the to go f- homebrew. 
That's wow. where all the fluffers went from the 70s porn wow. industry. They went to tattoo artists. <sighs> Guys, moving swiftly along, but but kind of related because in our Discord, so if you pledge to our Patreon, you do get access to our Discord server. A, a lot of fun conversations I had there, but I wanted to ask you guys something because some of our Discordians were mentioning like it. that there is a, a drinking game that could be had when, when listening to Super Show. Oh, great. Right? And <laughs> it was on. like, anytime, angry, uh, anytime Jamie gets angry. Oh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Not fair. Drink. Not fair. Uh, anytime, what was yours, Jones? He was like, anytime you make some kind of a spurious bullshit claim. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, they'd be drinking a fair bit. Or, 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 or anytime you sat on the fence. <laughs> yeah, they'd still be drinking a right. fair bit. But I, think I just thought when you said about... When you said about Jamie getting angry, it wouldn't be drinking at all. And then suddenly you'd have to just neck everything you've got for 10 minutes. You'd just be guzzling. Nah, as you're it goes only, off on you one. just got to take that, that bottle of whiskey, just fucking smash it across your head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the other one, and, this. and this, is, this, is, this is where I get a question to you, fellas. The other one was saying, because, you know, they had like, okay, Jamie, you know, he's the angry one. Jonesy, okay, he's the fence sitter. And it was like, yeah, Chris just talks about dicks all the time. <laughs> It's I true. Mean, How did you this do. happen? You're a big purveyor How... of dick content. You are. He's uh, ser- think... You're serving the you're serving the gay community of our uh, of our podcast because true, want, and yeah. and the female the the straight female contingent who want to hear about dicks. I mean, who doesn't want to hear about dicks? But but I, I had to like re- self re- <laughs> I had to self reflect on this, okay? Because I was like, fuck, am I the dick man? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, mm, you are definitely. Am I the dick I man? Might, but then, but the then I was thinking. Guy, yeah. How did I get to this point? How did I become the dick man? By talking and, about dicks. No, yeah, but why do I talk about dicks so much? And I think it's because you Repressed. guys used to talk about dicks so much. Bro. And I was like, oh, right, these guys are talking about dicks. So i got to talk no. about dicks. And let, I'm not going sh- sh- to be sh- one sh- to be outdone by dicks now. Should so. we cast our minds back, right? <clears throat> there was mm. a video we had to do back in the old days on a little channel called All Time Gaming where... <laughs> Never heard it, of it. In sponsorship with a, a series of books... Uh, I believe that we're called the Summoner series. We did a, a one-off uh, Dungeons and Dragons or D and D, if you will, special. Chris, yes. you played a unique character who you sort of, you know, you, you added lots of color to over the course of his story, his trajectory. Do you mm. want to remind the folks home one of the first acts you committed uh, in your time in the world of Summoner? But you there's see, one. Can I just pre- can I just go because even before the act of which Jamie talks, you had made a decision, obviously, to do with said act. Which which feeds yeah. into it, but hold on, okay? Because no, no, recount. Yeah, I will recount, okay? But I feel like that you, you guys are painting me in in an unfair light, yeah, okay? And uh, like I said, I'm not going to apologize for anything. All right, I did what I did, but what was happening was we were, we were playing a, a, a role playing game where elves are looked down on, and I was an elf character. Okay, and no one trusts elves in this world. And we we were walking through a farm, and this elderly woman and her daughter. Superfluous to all this, you'd already decided that your elf had two dicks. No, I didn't. One dick wasn't enough. No, I didn't. That was reactionary. Okay, because I chopped his dick off. I chopped. Okay. Oh, oh, I see. Right. Who's who's the dick man now, Jamie? (laughs) Tell people why I chopped your dick off. Well, look. Let's let's just get into the no okay. <laughs> Look, okay, so the the people were gonna we were on a clandestine mission and this little this elderly fucking woman there is just gonna just gonna rat me out and then all of you guys would have been killed, but I'm an elf and I'm wiry, so I just run away. It's fine, no big deal. I was trying to do a solid by my teammates, okay? Team. T E A M T 
team. I hope I spelled that right. I'm not going to go back and think about it because no apologies. All right. And what happened was I said, shit, they've seen me in this world that they don't like elves. So I'm going to go and slaughter them. And Chloe wouldn't let you, would she? Yeah, I DM Chloe wouldn't let me. Uh, but then also the dice failed me uh, time and time again, so it wasn't meant to be. And then if I couldn't kill them, I was like, all right, fine, I'm just going to jump on the roof and piss on their thatch. And that, and that is where Jamie, the OG dick boy, said he was going to cut off my dick. All I'm and, saying, I said, uh... and I said, I said, that's okay, because I'm a team player, T-E-A-M, team player, but it's it okay a... because I got two dicks. It was a oh, D&D see, right, campaign. We were given carte blanche to come up with characters <clears throat> to role play as, and yeah. you went from zero to dick in about three minutes. None of my friend. No, 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 no. And that's why you, you have your reputation. You went, you to, you went zero patrons. to dick because you you were the one. You instigated it. I went to I went zero to murder in in a minute. You went zero to dick in a minute you, and five. Okay, we don't need to talk about this anymore. I rest my case. I've made my uh, points very clear. I'm in right. agreement with the people on Discord. In Basically, case, in case, oh, hold, on, hold on, boys, hold on, because. Yeah. Um, just in case people have lost count, um, if you are drinking, if Chris mentions dicks, you should have drunk 10 times and Jamie getting angry, it's five times. So uh, drink up, get See, those shots what, in. What, this is how I become the angry person because that's considered anger. That was just me kind of like, that was animated. Animated, animated yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll just call you animated Jamie from now on. Oh, you were getting there. I was reminded, by the way, of... Uh, the game Overcooked, because Sasha Gray has been streaming oh Overcooked on, on Twitch. Jamie, I'll have you, you know. Help, you can't and help that just, no. <laughs> And that just reminded me, that just reminded me of what you are like in the kitchen, my friend. I bet it reminded you of a lot of things. <laughs> Wait, she, does she get really angry in Overcooked as well? Or is, uh, is just the game reminded you of Jamie? I mean, I don't know, dude. Did you, what, have you not watched it? I haven't watched I, it either. It, it, it's it's one tab of about fifty, <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. Right, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, and they've all so. got Sasha Gray in. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Well, maybe. All right. Anyway, <laughs> what have you? We're a gaming podcast, boys. You know, besides trying to get people drunk for playing the game, but this is what yeah. I want. Okay, I want more banter. I want people to come out of this uh, this experience of the Super Show and be like, you know what? That was a fucking a, a humdinger of a time. And I think so far, um, we might be doing it. I don't know. I worry sometimes there's a positive correlation between what you consider banter and the likelihood <laughs> that it is that we get sued or taken down or we break some companies or some platforms' terms of service. We piss off viewers. We piss off listeners. Sorry, okay. do you guys realise that we are recording a podcast right now? This is this is this is the podcast. What is happening? I thought we were. Yeah. I thought we were uh, in the in the in the pre-match lobby. Oh, it's quality. I don't know what you're talking about. But listen, okay, Jamie, to your point, I'm just very yeah. quickly, before we find out what we've been playing, because we've got to catch up, the people need to know. Uh, I'm going to bring up the comment of the week, right? Because Jared Desmond said, known drug trafficker, Tim Allen. Eh? Fucking hell. Add it to the eh? list, baby. I didn't get this reference. I must admit. Known murderer, Jonesy. No, I got that was Tim Allen a Tim drug, Allen. drug, traf- drug yeah, trafficker. T- Tim Allen was arrested for being a drug trafficker. Was he? Is that what his wow. famous mugshot's from, where he's got the moustache? Yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. Oh, oh you know what? right. Like, known murderers, I'm not keen on. Known rapists or racists, I'm even less keen on. A known drug trafficker? Mm, no, but is he just want to have a good time? The, the podcast would be called Known Murderer. That's just like the catch-all... Term, the, the the thing that's going to get people through the door, and each each uh, episode is like, oh, he's a murderer, oh, he's a scumbag, 
Oh, he's an he's an adulterer or, or, or a, a fucking cultist. And then here's Tim Allen, the the drug trafficker. Delicious. I just, I just looked it up. So apparently he was caught with 650 grams of cocaine. Yeah, not a small that, amount. Not a small amount. I want to say that an actor could put that away in about a week. How much does <laughs> right? a baby weigh? How much does a baby weigh? You give it to me in babies. Uh, oh God, uh, that's probably one pound. So that's that's a seventh of an average baby. Oh, that's so a bit like a baby's leg. That's nothing. Yeah, baby's not maybe not even uh, a leg. You know, maybe a. Fist and a bit of an arm. I don't you know. You could accidentally <laughs> inhale that much. Cocaine. A baby, a baby's arm holding an apple. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, guys. Fuck it. Oh. Drink, drink, drink. All right, guys. What have you been playing, Jamie? You go up first. Um, good, because I've just been playing one game, and I've been playing uh, for a couple of weeks now. Although I've uh, failed to mention it so far, a little title called Fuser. Fuser, which, um, yeah, exactly. Which is a title. I feel like when you say that out loud, <clears> people imagine I'm playing some kind of like wipeout style futuristic racing <laughs> game or shooter or car combat or something. But no, it's a um, a music based game. I hesitate to call it a rhythm game for reasons I'll explain in a was second. It, was it harmonics? It is harmonics. So the people behind the early Guitar Hero games and then subsequently the uh, rock band games and some dancing ones, and a few other bits and pieces. Fuse is this really weird thing where apparently. After the plastic instrument revolution fell on its ass, uh, however many years ago now, yeah, harmonics thanks, were like Cat. exactly. But harmonics were like, "What the fuck do we do now?" Those are the games we make, and apparently they made a board game with I think oh, wow. Hasbro or something like that called Drop Mix. And Drop Mix was this thing where like <clears throat> it was a cards to life game, so like cards that had NFC chips in them, like uh, and were. Each rep card represented like different stems of different songs. So it'd be like okay. the bass line from this song and the vocals from that song and the drum beat from this song. And you would play cards on top of each other on these sensors and it would link up to an app and it would play this mix. And okay. it seems like what they've done with Fuser is they've taken that technology, the technology that allows them to take wildly different songs and instrumentations from wildly different songs and mix them together in a way <clears throat> that actually sounds good and turned it into a video game. Uh, um, right. And it's okay, really decent, fucking yeah. cool. It's really fucking cool. Um, there yeah, is you can online with other people. You can do. There is a battle uh. Uh, mode where you can do 1v1 against someone else. But that's kind of, you've almost hit the nail on the head in terms of what's weird about Fuser, which is how do you take a concept and turn it into a game? Yeah. Um, and that's where it becomes one of these titles that is a little bit hard to recommend at full price for anyone that's not totally convinced on the very act of making music mixes. Um, right, yeah. So, for example, like, it's got a campaign, and the campaign is like a, a, a basically an, uh, a tutorial, like an over-elaborate tutorial that's broken out into different stages and... Um, you're kind of given uh, certain tracks to work with and you can add some of your own to that and you're told when to play certain bits and pieces um, and when to mute certain tracks, when to solo certain tracks and you're rated on your ability to do that alongside your ability to keep the crowd entertained. You get a five-star rating and so on and so forth. But like I said, that campaign really is a, a tutorial. Tutorial, uh, yeah. Right, for, okay. for, for, like Just to introduce all these mechanics. So what you're really talking about is a game that says, okay, we've got 100 licensed tracks. We're going to give them uh, all to you. We're going to split them all into four parts, and it's usually something along the lines of a drum line, a bass line, like a lead guitar line, depending on the genre, and the vocals. And yeah. you can just make mixes, and you're doing it live in front of an audience. 
So it's like it's like a it's like a DJ sandbox then, is it? It is because there's there's no there's no note highway. You're never being told mm. like DJ hero, you're never being told <clears throat> to push a certain button at a certain time. Yeah, All yeah, you're yeah. really ever doing is keeping a crowd entertained and the the things you you can do to um to keep them happy are things like first of all keeping the mix moving. Don't, you know, put four tracks in there and then just keep it unless you think it sounds really good and you just want to sit there listening to it, which does happen a lot <laughs> when you realize like fucking uh, 50 cents in the club really goes with the rest of the instruments from uh, Rot the Casper. And you just sit there for like three minutes like, oh, yeah, this works. Um, but so, so what speaking, you're saying is this is going to be your return to Twitch. Uh, no, it wouldn't, because I think my Twitch channel would last about three minutes if yeah, I played this game with them. Yeah, um, got your I, don't, I actually, horrible release timing for them. I actually feel a bit rough with everything that happened at Twitch yeah. at the end of last year. Um, it sounds, you, I'm not going to lie, Jamie, it I, sounds I, I, like... I would like, to, I would like to show people this game. Yeah. Okay, um, I feel do, like do I need th- to see it, because I'm, yeah. I'm not really getting it. Yeah, do you think it's a game that people... that? It seems like a game that's going to pass people by, and do you think that that in itself is a shame? It would be a shame, but at the same time, they haven't done enough to make themselves <clears throat> like make themselves a clear and obvious thing for people to want. If that makes sense, yeah. right. they've just got a really cool idea, and they've clearly, as they've uh, developed this technology between the board game that came before and this game that's come now, that's like, hey, we can give you the songs, and you can mix stuff together in a way that sounds uh, sounds good. Do you remember, like, the first time you heard... I'm trying to think of examples now, but the first time you heard, like, one I always remember was someone who mixed Slipknot Psychosocial with Justin Bieber's Baby, or another very <laughs> internet meme one is just the Notorious B.I.G. with Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, we've yeah. all got our own right. versions of them we've heard over the years. But there's a moment we go, what the fuck? Like, why does this sound so fucking good? When Fuse is at its best, you are creating those moments for yourself, and it's uniquely... Uh, it okay. sounds like a dumb word to use, but it's uniquely euphoric when it fires in all cylinders. Yeah. But at the same time, like they've struggled to make a game out of it and doing things like dropping things or muting things on the beat and and <clears throat> you know, doing cr- crowd requests when they want some like they want Latin American music from the nineteen eighties and you're like, well, I don't really want to play you any. <laughs> so when you're yeah. penalised for stuff like that, it starts to feel like okay, this is some this is why I it's not a rhythm game and why it's not as easy to see how they gamify it as it was in Guitar Hero and Rock Band. But at the same time, the central, the core idea and the technology behind Fuser is unique and is exciting, uh, and that's why I've been engaged by it so far. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Decent, man. I will also say that if you go around looking for clips of it on YouTube, a lot of, and I noticed this before I bought it, a lot of the people who've made YouTube videos uh, about it are really shit at showcasing (laughs) how good the music can be. So if you're listening to watching reviews and stuff like that and you're like, this doesn't sound good, they probably are just shit. Yeah. Uh, There are some really good ones out there. Nice. Decent. Jonesy, what 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 you been what you been playing, buddy? Mate, I've been dabbling with a few different things. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is quality, by the way, folks. Yeah. We're in for a treat on this one, I know. <laughs> so I don't know why, but I got I really got there was a, there was a, you know when you get an itch that you need to scratch and certain games you're like, okay, I want to play this, I want to play that, I want to play this. Yeah, yeah, totally. Sure. So I had to play some Warzone, you know. I've been um, it's actually been one that I've stuck with a lot for the past like year like hopping in and out i well to be fair i took like four months off of warzone um yeah. last year but yeah no this 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 um last week 
sort of getting back into it again. Played a bit of Jamie as well and Martin Ruffle again. Yeah. The, I was um, meant to be playing with week. you guys and I just I was not able to synchronize, which sucks for me, but <laughs> pro- probably better for you guys. <laughs> no, nah, not at all, mate. It would have been better if you were there, definitely. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, so I've also been playing some more Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I'm into Act Two now, so I've Decent. I've um, I'm moving my way through that game. Very good game, still like absolutely gorgeous game. One of the things that always blows me out, blows me away about that is just how good that game looks. Like it's genuine, generally, generally, genuinely a gorgeous game. And every time yeah. I play it, I go into the photo mode, which I've never done before, <laughs> and go, shall yeah. I take a picture of this? And I'm like, nah, I've got too many photos. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I got on a few weird ones. So I um, I got hold of Un- Unravel 2 because it was pretty cheap on the Switch. Unravel um, 2. Okay. And I actually wanted to play some couch co-op with the, yeah. uh, with the, with the missus. Um, so thought I'd have a little go. We, so then what happened was I started to play it. My four-year-old was like, what are you playing? And I said, oh, it's just some... And I was li- so I was playing it just that, to like see what j- it looked like. J- Jamie, just so you know, that's the beginning of the end. What is oh, this? Yeah. What is that? Is. That looks cool. Yeah, yeah. so fuck, we then played okay. it for an hour. Like <laughs> I, I went in for like one, like five minutes to just see what it looked like and just see yeah. how it felt. Um, yeah, and he wanted to play it, so we played it for an hour. But it's a very cool game. I love the mechanics. Um, it's a very mechanic-heavy game. Like we started to get into some of the story stuff, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. It's a little dark, uh, <laughs> and I might, I won't be able to play the four-year-old anymore, maybe. But I'm definitely going to play a bit more of the with the wife. Yeah, because nice. people don't know, so you're kind of these little. I'm sure everyone's seen Unravel. You're a little um, thread Yarn. thing, yeah. yarny little dude. And you, um, in the, in two, there's two of you running around and you help each other like swinging and doing platforming. But then you you start to get to a story bit where you see sort of like shadows of people um, who are almost like ghosts or memories. And it's quite, a, it's a bit abusive and there's obviously some messed up <laughs> relationships and stuff. And then my four-year-old's going, Daddy, what's the man doing? Why are they running? Why are they hiding? I'm like, oh I'm my out. God. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. so in, in before Jonesy's kid is completing the game inside in the next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, but I, I hadn't played uh, I hadn't played Unraveled, so I'm, that was cool, um, and I'm looking forward to playing a bit more of that. But then two left fielders this week um, mm. because do you know what? I don't know why I felt like playing this, but Dota Two I've had installed for a long time, and I thought I would hop in and finally finish the tutorials and try and play a match just so I could see why Chris loves it so. Yes, Jonesy. And and, and, and hold on, let me guess, the worst tutorial you've ever seen in a game ever. Uh, do you know what? The, the first time I did the tutorial, like six months ago maybe, um, I thought that. Maybe it's because I had done that once. I did actually think it was better this time. I think my memory right. of it has just changed. And and I was like, okay, I kind of get more now. It's actually, do you know what it is, Chris? It's probably talking to you. I got more about how what I'm supposed to do anyway, so the tutorial kind of passed me by maybe. That oh, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but then played an actual game of it. Like a live game with actual people? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and well, poor folks. <laughs> no, well, this it wasn't. This is what was odd about it was, I think, because it was like a you know a match that obviously wasn't ranked or anything like that. It was just random people. As soon as we sort of started playing, I swear within like five minutes, people started disconnecting from the game, and then other oh, people, right, yeah. I guess, were jumping in, and it was it was such a mess. And then no one was really playing, and there was like me and one other person on my team versus a whole team on the other side. It was kind of odd, um, and I was just playing away and just trying to sort of stick with it. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, no, uh, and it was a complete friggin' nightmare and a mess. And I didn't really understand like all the things you can buy because you can get like buffs and perks and bonuses and they do this over time and blah, blah, blah. And there's so many things, dude. Like he's trying to keep <laughs> trying to know what the hell you're supposed to do. Yeah, dude, so, the, you, the learning curve on that fucking thing is fucking straight. I, I did have an idea though, Chris, because yes. I thought what I need to do is play a game with you. Obviously not on your like ranked stuff, or whatever. And then if I play a support character, I can just support you and you can say, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. You buy this, you do that. And then we can do a little thing and then I'll learn through observing. You see, you, you're saying this about like maybe three or four years too late, because I said <laughs> we should do this on, on ATG. You did, we you did. Do yeah. like a series of like, hey, let's fucking make a Let's Play series. This could be fucking classic. You no, just- I'm, I'm, I'm you, offering, you, you, you doing Jonesy things and me doing Chris things, and just it would be great. <laughs> but um, I think we should do it, and I think, um, or maybe on one of your streams sometime, if you want to do a bit of Dota two, then um, then uh, maybe we can, I can hop in and be, uh, you can teach me to play a little bit of Dota two. Fucking um, delicious! I, I would love nothing more. Trust me, I've only really got one other person that I play Dota with, and that's my buddy Paul. And um, yeah, of course, yeah. You know, yeah, it would, it would be cool to to play some Dota with some other people. Nice. I'll be. I'm. I'm definitely up for it because it's it's a good looking game, and I can see why it's. I can see why people get into it, and it is. There's a lot to learn. I'm. I'm all about yeah. like games that give you ways to play games, and it's, yeah. it feels like a maybe. It's like a chess kind of thing. Like you know, you need to do this and hold this position and play that. And I'm. I, there's probably so many ways you can play one map. I get totally. why people are into it. Like that's yeah, why yeah. people have been playing chess for thousands of years, right? It's the same kind of same yeah. kind of deal. But then I needed a little bit of a different thing. Um, so a palate cleanser and in warzone i've been really getting into playing sniper classes um but i wanted more i wanted more sniper and so i decided to play some armor three to really get you know the proper military sim feel for being a sniper armor three how old is is armor three now i'm not not trying to throw shade on you because i mean dota is seven or eight years is it i want to say yeah like actual ass armor three is Seven years old now, over oh, seven years old. Okay, okay. So, um, <laughs> but so I hopped into Armor Three. Was like, what is going on? Managed to sort my loadout out and was like, right, I'm ready for battle. So I started heading off as you would do in like a battlefield game or yeah. Warzone to the battlefield. It's four of us point six kilometers away. So it, after about five minutes of just walking, I'm like, do you know what? Let me respawn back at the base and get on, <laughs> get in a car. Couldn't do that. Because um, I guess what, you, so need you to did have respawn. Certain... I did or... at the base, yeah, yeah. I respawned, and there were no cars. I don't think you can get in them. I think you have to have certain <laughs> DLC in order to drive like a tank or something. <laughs> so I had to hang about and wait for someone with a truck to come and pick me up, which they did. Uh-huh. And I was telling you guys before the podcast that, um, yeah, one kilometre outside of the base, an armed helicopter blew us up on the road toward the battle, and we got out the car. And then it was either a three-kilometre run to the war front, to the front line, or it was a one-kilometre run back to the base. So I turned it off. <laughs> and well, that was... welcome, welcome to war, Alex Jones. But I will play some more because I want to. I want to get the proper experience, and I don't. I, that was not it. Yeah, yeah fair, fair I, I, just, I feel like that's the kind of game you really need some hardcore players to take you under their wing the first time you're going through it. Yes, yeah. I'd watched some people play it before, um, and I was like, oh, this looks cool, like sniping from hills a kilometre away and, yeah. and ghillie suits and crawling, you know, through this stuff. And it looked pretty wicked, and I was like, okay, wasn't, I want to be a little private. Wasn't PUBG from Armour 3? 
I would not be surprised um, if that was a mod. Or was for it from Armor Two? I don't know. I th- I think maybe it was an Armor Two mod, like King of the Kill. There was all that kind of stuff, and uh, I'm trying to remember what Brendan Green is better, particularly uh, his yeah. uh, lineage was. I forget. I think so because uh, there's because there's, there's some um, H1Z1 background in, in there yes. as well, but I don't yeah, know if that's yeah, yeah. all from the same place. Oh, it's Armor Three, so PUBG apparently is um yeah a mod for Armor Three. Yeah, there you go. Okay, there we go. Well, hey, you know if you don't don't have Armor Three, you don't have PUBG, you don't have PUBG, you don't really have a, a popularized battle royale. You don't have Warzone. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. It, it's, yeah. the, it's the Kevin Bacon of games. So uh, uh, Brendan Green had previously created the he created the Armor Two mod Daisy Battle Royale, which was itself an offshoot of Daisy, which yeah. itself was an offshoot of Armor Two Operation Arrowhead. There you go. So it's all pretty incestuous in that wow, scene. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> everyone's fucking each other. Everyone, everyone's fucking baby. All right, nice. Okay. Well, yeah, well, I must uh, say, even, even a server that I tried to get into, actually, on Armour 3, like, was obviously had been modelled very specifically in order to make you play certain classes in certain environments. So you can see how it is so broad and open as a game that you, oh, people yeah, then you, shape and, it in a way that they want. Yeah, and people take it really fucking seriously, don't they? Yes, God, yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> That's why yeah. I, I really want to see Jonesy on, like, a role-playing server of some kind. <laughs> yeah, we, we said, it like, RPGTA Online would be fucking Yeah, like, great. one of those GTA role-playing servers that Jonesy would be... Jonesy, like, RPing as a cop in a GTA yeah. server. <laughs> Officer Jones. <laughs> oh, quality, yeah. Jonesy, when you get back, if Officer you get back to, to streaming, please, dude, please, you've got to do it. I, I'll... I'll how, I can't, I'm not you, a cop. Bro. I can't role-play as a cop. I don't know that's, what they say. That's, that's the whole point. That's the whole point, dude. <laughs> See, I tell you, I could do is after lockdown, I can get my mate who is actually a cop to come and uh, do the no, do Jonesy, the talking. That'd be much better. Jonesy, don't do it the Jonesy way of trying to do it proper. Okay, you do it like a dog shit because that's that's where the entertainment comes in. You don't go there being a cop. You go there playing as a cop, but that is not good at being a cop. That I is see. how it works. I see. I see. I see. Like case case in point was your um, what's it called? Flight Simulator stream. <laughs> Which is that you got your dad, an actual pilot, to come onto a stream and watch over you as you went through an entire flight process from you know England to Scotland or whatever it was. And yet the single best part of that whole stream was when you took the controls at the end for the landing and almost did a fucking barrel roll almost. upside down onto the runway. Almost, almost, but didn't, yeah. Those passengers were very sick, but they were safe and they got to where they were going. Oh, oh I love it. That was, that was fun. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll jump in because I've also played Dota 2, not with Jonesy, unfortunately, um, but just with my friend Paul. Having a good time because they released a, a new patch, uh, I think just after Christmas, or just before Christmas, was it? Yeah. What's the latest? Uh, fucking seven. Hmm. I don't know. Like, are they still balancing things in that game? That might sound like a dumb question, but like at some point, if you're balancing a game after seven years, you <laughs> didn't balance it that well to begin with. Well, let me let me ask you a question, okay? First of all, have you uh, multi-tiered? I'm not, I'm not trying to be facetious here, okay? Yeah. Have yeah. you Let's have you it. ever played a completely balanced game in your life? No, because it doesn't well, exist, right? Well, I think there are some games that because when you say balance, you're usually talking about a game that allows you to pick some kind of character or something like that at the beginning of a match that means that there's different skill sets and abilities. Well, I, and so I, on and so I think forth. I was going to say when, I think there are some timeless like. You know, Street Fighter Two is a fighting game that's still played to this day, and it's not like there's a fully broken character in that game. There are, yeah. there are preferences, 
but like it's, a, it's balanced in a way where everyone has a weakness. Yeah, which is and, like and, games and that are fair. struggling with um, balance at the moment. Like like Warzone, jumping Jonesy and I've been playing it lately has been struggling with balance for the last couple of weeks yeah. because there's a gun and in there that kind of doesn't have a weakness. Yeah, yeah. So I I think there are close to to balanced games out there for sure. I mean, mm. there must there must be a reason why Smash Bros. Melee is still fucking played True, to this great day, example. right? Yeah. But but look at it from Dota's perspective, where they are constantly intri- and not just Dota. I mean, League of Legends, whatever. They're constantly adding in new characters, and as soon let's say you get the game to a perfect level of balance, as soon as you introduce another element, a new item, a new character, whatever, it just throws everything out of whack, right? Oh True. yeah, for sure. Yeah, like unintended so, consequences yeah. and how it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But then, but then there's another aspect to it where I think I think they've realised that having a perfectly balanced game isn't actually fun, right? Uh, oh yeah, for sure. I, like I like, like you, 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 you want some of that unbalancedness so that you could have unpredictability in your games because that's yes. where a lot of enjoyment comes in. Is from I don't know what's going to happen in this game. It's not like. Well, a real-world example, right, like Formula One. Formula One yeah. is far too balanced, and it, get, it, it means that you end up with a boring race because everyone finishes where they qualified and then nothing yeah. really exciting happens, well, and so you have to introduce... Isn't Formula One boring because it's unbalanced in a predictable way? Yeah, but it, I would it, say it's, that's kind of the same thing, right? Because you don't no, have... No, because like form, Formula Two is balanced where like they're all in the exact same car. But I, I think... Ex- but Formula yeah. One is like they're they're all such good drivers i think that you would effectively have qualifying and then everyone would just kind of finish where they qualified if you never if you never had like what do you call it like um the electric motor boosting if you didn't have drm ers if you didn't have any of that stuff to just like throw it out of whack a little bit it would be so dull yeah because they're all i think the difference with formula two is the drivers are the different factor because they're not the pinnacle yeah. drivers. Whereas in Formula One, it's range. more the manufacturers and stuff. I guess we, we're, yeah. we're still going to get the same thing, right? Which is like what you were going to say, I guess it's, it goes back to what Chris saying about Dota, which is that you almost need <clears throat> unpredictability yeah. to create excitement. Yeah. Also, you got to, an, another thing to consider. The final thing I'll mention about that too, that you've got to consider. The, the game's been out for what, like fucking 11 years? If, if they got to a state of balance six years ago, let's say, Who's mm. gonna Who's gonna continue playing it? Yeah, well, everyone. A, a, sm- who... a small a small subset ah. of people who would enjoy that balance, but it's I not don't... really gonna be like y- you need to keep adding stuff, which in turn would constantly unbalance the game, and then I you get... need to constantly try and balance it, and then you know. I, I, I found weird I, about I, Dota. I the fact you can like play games where you can ban certain heroes. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting because I didn't realise you could do that because I, I don't like to play that person so I'll ban them. It almost reminds me of if you play like COD and people say no shotguns. Yeah, And I'm, yeah. And I'm like, why? Is that just because you don't like, you want to be shooting someone mid-range with an assault rifle and you don't like it when people run up and shoot you with a shotgun? <laughs> yeah. It's like, that doesn't Bri- make sense. Brian Laura Cricket, no Yorkers. <laughs> that was one, that yeah. was one I've actually had to do before. I remember That's- the guy's name. He was Patrick and he was Irish. And if you bowled it anywhere near the batsman's feet, you were disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny to me because it's like, you play a game that you purposefully remove an aspect of you don't like because you want to be good at the game in the way you like. Yeah, but- yeah. It's so odd to me, but do you know what? I I I played Dota two, and I was like, do you know what? I am complete. I was completely wrong when I said there's a no 
I didn't say there was none, but I said that the games like Warzone and like how quick you can aim and shoot and stuff is a different skill set, and Dota is more of a, like, oh, a technical yeah. thing. I I didn't realize there was the level of uh yeah like yeah like skill in how to use a certain character's powers and stuff in order to yeah. react in a certain way like some dude was wrecking our whole team <laughs> because he was some bloke who could shoot a grabby hand drag you out of battle and like shoot you from a point blank or hit you with an axe at like point blank I think you were playing Overwatch yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Chris I don't know what the character's name yeah, would be but do you know was a pudge he, he was he was basically Roadhog, but I don't know. Yeah, it's Pudge. Yet. It's Pudge. Yeah, yeah. Right. So and he but, yeah, was so he was doing it so the, well to our whole team. The the we've got to move on from Dota Two, but very quickly the the banning aspect of it when you're watching uh, Dota Two. I'd fucking 2 ban in, Pudge if I played it again. <laughs> a lot of a lot of pub people do, but in in competitive like esports, it's so interesting watching how they draft because it the whole drafting takes like ten minutes. Because what they do is they're like, okay, who are we up against? What is their core pool of heroes that they're really good at? Right. And how can we disrupt them? So it's almost like an additional layer of strategy before they even start right. playing the game. And it's like, oh, well, if we, if we ban that character or if we pick that character for ourselves, then they can't pick it. And then how are they going to react and all of that? So it's kind of like the mind games before you get into the match. It's really cool. But yeah. yeah, it's it's very, very, very technical and it is, is daunting. I'm not going to lie. I found yeah. it very daunting. Like imagine if in Warzone you, you say, uh, what, what's the overpowered gun? DMR. It was the DMR, yeah. yeah. Prior right, to so, uh, today as of Yeah, sure. So you say, okay, let's say that they had a system where only one player, all right, on a team can have a, a DMR. Or you could just ban the DMR outright. Well... Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it adds that additional kind of layer of complexity, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. They're all interesting things, uh, interesting ways of combating that stuff. I guess it's just, when I think of balance, I, I think about this really idealistic situation where every single thing that you could want to do was theoretically viable. And like you yeah. go back to Warzone, I remember playing with you guys in some of the early days, and I think the gun you both gravitated towards, ironically, it has almost been meta at points <laughs> since then, but was the foul. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I remember thinking, like, these guys really need to be using, like, an M4A1 or the Kilo or the Grau or something like that. Or I think the Bruin was also met, uh, pretty metric <laughs> You, you know what the best thing is, and though, like, Jamie? Just, it would be, just... But I was going to say, it would be cool if we could get to a point where, like, Josie says, I want to run the Foul. And I said, yeah, of course. The Falcon yeah. is good against anything. Yeah, Foul is viable. Because, the, because everything's viable. But the thing you forget about when we played Warzone was that the Foul was the only thing that Jonesy and I had unlocked. <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. Well, then, <laughs> yeah. For, for me, the foul was from uh, playing COD multiplayer. So th- there was a time, so it was a hangover from, because I like single... Um, which which uh, COD multiplayer, do you remember? It was the one with Nuketown. Uh, that's a lot of cooler cheese. The first, no, the no, first no. one with Nuketown. Uh, probably Black, Black Ops, Ops then. Yeah, yeah. So that I used to run the foul on that, and it was it almost felt like I imagine what people say the DMR is now. Like it just seemed to work really well. Had didn't have much recoil, and in like two shots, it felt like you could take people down. I just had a really good time with it. Maybe it was kind of a bit squiffy then. Like it was slightly. <laughs> I just had a really good time with it. <laughs> I like because like, you know when you suddenly use a gun and you're like, "Wow, this works," and then yeah, you just yeah. get to it. But it so I, I had this the other day with the um, the M4 in Warzone with a different scope. I can't remember what the scope it is, but the VLK um, three times optic. Yes, because <clears throat> Jamie was telling me one of the reasons I probably like it is that it reduces recoil. I'm like, yeah, that's wicked, <laughs> yeah. and I've and I've been having a lot more success with it. And so suddenly I'm now like, right, I'm really into that gun, so I'm I'm sticking with that. I know what I'm doing. Da 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 da, and I think that's why. 
you the foul for me was one that I carried over from earlier games. But it, yeah, it was definitely not as effective in Warzone as maybe it had been in some of the earlier ones. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Well, look, moving on from Dota 2, the only other game that, well, I mean, in recent, it's, I know it's been a while since I've been on this podcast, but uh, recently it's been Cyberpunk 2077. I've been kind of chipping away at that. Not not a lot of time sunk into it. It's uh, Things have been a bit crazy at home. Um, so finding time to play games has really been very much squirrel squirrel gaming. Yeah, playing that game. It's not that I'm finding it hard or a slog to kind of get into. I'm just not finding it all that interesting. Not not that it's bad. Okay, I still think it's a good game at its core, but the more I play it, the more it. That, that 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 overarching sense, and I've mentioned it before, of just feeling empty and hollow as a game. Is it? And do it you think just, it's the main story, or is it the side stuff, or is the world in general is is what feels hollow? I, th- I think I think just everything, dude. Like oh, everything. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you, you know, for lack of a better word, like all those NPCs are there for nothing. There's no point to it. And what I've really tried to be doing this time around that I've been playing is a criticism that I had of the game was like. It, everything just boils down to fucking DPS numbers. And I, I don't necessarily like the importance that they've put on the DPS or seemingly the importance that they put on the DPS, right? So the DPS values on your on your weapons. So what I've really been trying to do is actually focus on what constitutes and what makes up all that equipment that I've got rather than just um, devolving it into like, that's a, high, that's a high DPS and that's a high armor rating and boom, done. So I'm trying to get yeah. a little bit nitty grittier into it. I'm trying to focus more on that kind of stuff. I'm trying to focus on builds rather than this is the highest value number I can get. And it it it's it's okay, but it just doesn't it it, it just doesn't feel RPG-ish enough for me. And I know I'm probably being like an RPG snob when I say that. And and I know a lot of people have really enjoyed it. A lot of people on our Discord have finished the game and really getting into it. And I am enjoying it, but at the same time, I'm just kind of coasting. I, I, I don't know how else to put it. Like, I know I'm sounding a little fair, bit man. From, against from what, myself. Of, but I think a lot of stuff that I've seen and I've read, I, can, I think I can, like, I've stopped playing it in the moment because I want to, um, yeah. I want to wait for some patches to come out. And I'm, I'm, hope we'll talk about it in a bit, but I'm waiting for sort of the January, February patches to come out before I sort of have, a, have another crack at the whip. Yeah. Um, but I think the, we were talking about this earlier, but, RPGs, we forgive them for a lot of stuff because of what they are and how in-depth they are and how you can get into them and how you can work on your character and how you can do builds and how you can... So if you take away some of those elements, you then suddenly feel like... I can can see why people seem to feel like there's not much here. Because if you can't get into the depth of that stuff, then you can't really forgive the stuff we usually forgive in a Bethesda game. Like, because why am I paying the price for some jank here when I, you know, I'm not getting the stuff that I want over there. So it's, it, yeah, I think it's fair enough. Yeah. And, and like we, like I was mentioning to you guys before we hit record is I, I love Bethesda. I give them the life, you know, the benefit of the doubt all the time. I don't care about how janky their games are because they are so enthralling to me. I get in those worlds and I, I just want to fucking go wild and explore. I get into Night City and I'm like, I don't know where to go. And even if I went somewhere, like nothing, there's not going to be anything there for me. Like what I want to do is I want to climb onto a rooftop and there's a fucking chest there or whatever. And in there is a cool fucking gun or a cool piece of armor, but it's not, it's just a fucking dildo. 
like okay <laughs> literally wow. a spiky yeah. dildo do, do you know what i mean like like you could you could be in 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 a skyrim or a fallout okay let's say fallout because it's maybe a little bit more like cities and cities right rather than sure. like meadows and shit okay so i could be in fallout in fallout 4 in boston whatever and i could look down the horizon and i could or in a city or down the street or whatever and see an interesting looking building and i know that if i go in there there will be something interesting to see in that interesting looking place it's something interesting to see or something interesting to do. Like, for instance, two skeletons in, in a bathtub, like, blowing each other or something, right? Or there's going to be a cool enemy in there. Or there's going to be a cool weapon or a cool piece of armor. In cyberpunk, that doesn't necessarily exist. There might be a cool-looking building, but that's all it is. Just a cool-looking building. I, cool I, know, what you, I know what you mean, although I... Uh... I have this, and I know I, I kind of get why people say it, but I, I think that one of the issues they've done with Cyberpunk is everything is labelled. And the problem when everything is yeah. labelled is it doesn't feel like you're discovering it. Because yeah. I've had loads of encounters in Cyberpunk where it's been really cool, like very well-written, little nuanced side things that are kind of, I think, like you're saying, you know, where you see yeah. something interesting. Like, for example, you go through a building and you take some dudes out and you're there to, to go into a computer and scan it. But then you see someone who's been cut open on a table and had their organs removed. And then you're like, wow, these people, these pieces of shit are like or, uh, organ harvesters. And then I'm yeah, like, right, yeah. I'm going loud. And I pull out my assault rifle and I start blowing fools away. Cause then I don't feel bad about wrecking the joint. Cause I'm like, these are pieces of shit. But, but you see, this is weird because that sounds cool, but I haven't really experienced that. So I don't, but it's I often, know. I think it's always labelled in cyberpunk as a side mission, as a place to go and do it. And so I feel yeah. the, the, the level of discovery feels diminished. Yeah. I don't know. Which it's, I, it's, is an issue maybe. It's in terms of that kind of thing of, of how I'm enjoying it, but how I'm also kind of like just coasting. It's such a fascinating game. And, and, right. and that kind of pushes me to kind of carry on. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. all right. Is this going to change? Is it, am I going to feel the same? Like, how? What other kind of dichotomies am I going to see in this game? Like, it, it's interesting. It's very interesting. But fellas, that might be a good kind of jumping-off point. Forty-nine minutes into the podcast to go into our first bit of news, which is actually about CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk. Surprise, surprise! Boom, boom! Straight into it. Can't keep like, them out of the news these days. <laughs> like for, for once, though, for once, positive. Yeah. Like well, reasonably, reasonably positive. Yeah, I mean, a, po- a, a positive spin on a negative thing. Relatively yeah, like a, positive. A, po- a positive thing that never should have had to have happened in the to begin with. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but relatively positive then. Let's say yeah, that. Right. So the- yeah, but that's like that's like saying if I come out and apologise for being a murderer, you'd be going positive he's apologizing <laughs> think about it he's taking yeah. action he's taking responsibility more can we I'm go just here going probably shouldn't have murdered anyone to begin with yeah. can we can we go more like you punched me in the face but then you were kind enough to wrap some peas in a tea towel put it on my face and go look man i'm sorry i punched you <laughs> it's more okay, like yeah. everyone no, i, I everyone... punched you in the face because a fly landed on your cheek i'm doing a, i'm doing a good job i'm a friend <laughs> okay that works. All right. Did you get the fly? We've all been punched in the face. Let's see what the P's are, I guess. <laughs> all right. But yeah, okay. So CD Projekt Red have kind of pulled back the curtain, as it were, in, in kind of a, a, a mea culpa, as a, you know, for lack of a better word. They're basically what language saying, is that? Latin. Yeah. Yeah. Cheeky, cheeky Latin. Check out the big brain on Chris. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you're the one who fucking studied Latin or some shit. I, d- I did Latin GCSE. Well, there you go. Jamie speaks it, it, fluent it, it Latin. It literally means nothing. Like it, <laughs> GCSEs it, are, yeah. Can, can I tell you something, Jamie? It's a whole GCSE worth of Latin more than I have. 
Yeah, because you probably <laughs> you didn't do GCSEs. If you had done GCSEs, you probably would have a Latin GCSE. Like I've got a geography GCSE. I don't know anything about an Oxbow. La- What's an Oxbow Lake? I don't know. <laughs> I like Long how you've drift. gone all all like fucking. Oh, oh, I think oh, I know what an Oxbow Lake, Lake is. I, I think I know what an Oxbow Lake. I do. I do know what an Oxbow can Lake I, can, is. Can I can can I put it out there, Jamie? You can tell me if I'm yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Is it where you get a where a river's meandered? And you get like a yeah. curvy bit, and then over time it's closed up the river, so you end up with just a lake, which is like a bit of a curve of a meander. Yeah, it's like if you imagine a river that's meandering to the point it like loops back on itself, almost creates a little circle in the middle. Right. Like that's an oxbow lake. Wow. Come on. Geography. And then longshore drift is that like when the tide goes in and out, it's not going straight in and out. It's like going up and then back to the side and up and back to the side. So oh, yeah. things are actually being drifting along the shore rather than just... Oh, weird. That's why th- That's why if like you throw something out into the sea and it's like caught up in the tide, yeah. it won't just like come back and forth in front of you. It will slowly drift to the left or the right. That's longshore drift. All right, I've I got, I got two terms for you. Okay, This, this is turning into a quiz. <laughs> Welcome right. to the geography hour. Yeah, this is, this is the geography corner. Welcome. Make yourself at home. All right, fellas. Insulation. What does it stand? What 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 is it? Uh, conjunctifying. Insulation. 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 I have no idea. Insulation. And here, here insole, are... like putting an insole in your nope. shoe. In station, as in yeah, like the geography. station. So it's the station you go to to get your insoles put in your shoe. Is it Fellas, to do I, thought, I thought you did geography GCSE. It's incoming solar radiation. Insulation. I, I didn't do it for GCSE. Well, you didn't have insulation. <laughs> well, to be Definitely. fair, there's no fucking sun coming on fucking <laughs> London in the at UK. The yeah. All right, here's another one. Catabatic winds. Explain. <laughs> what are they? Catabatic. Catabatic it's winds. It's where it's so strong that it blows away cats and bats. No. Jamie, no. Care, care, care to have a... Give me the word one more time. Can you, can you use it? <clears throat> um, okay, catabatic winds. All right, yeah. and in a, in a sentence... Uh, I am feeling really fucking cold right now. It must be these damn catabatic winds. Uh, it's I don't know. They're winds that come from a certain place that makes them colder as usual. Than usual. Yes, kind of. So it's winds that the, that form from the top of a valley going down the escarpment. There you go. The there escarpment go. as well. Escarpment. There you go. Hey, Cochilius est in horto. Cochilius is in the garden. Let's 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 crack on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, this is what people come for. Oh, all, all, all five of them by this at this point. If you're still, if you're still here, drop a comment and let us know that. Hey, I'm drop still some here. Latin if there's the more than five, sections. yeah, drop a like. Drop a. No, I said some on. Latin. Drop some Latin. Drop some Latin. Drop some Latin, <laughs> drop some Latin in the comment section. Wow. Drop some Latin. Oh my goodness. Uh, right. So, uh, God, okay, I'm, I'm thrown now. Okay, yeah. So, <sighs> I've just seen a quality headline. Sorry on on Twitter. <laughs> It's just thrown me. Okay, yeah, go Can ahead. I share it with you? Please. From okay. This is the New York Times. Jobless women selling nudes on OnlyFans are struggling to pay bills. Let's just leave that there. Well, the, move this, on. This, de- this depresses me, actually, because, uh, I mean, I was getting ready to set up my OnlyFans. i tell you why it is, is because uh, Belle Delphine has taken all of the scratch from OnlyFans. Oh, She's getting my all of it. Do you know what? I, I heard an estimated figure from about what she earns. Yeah, well, well, from from that from I heard, her video, I heard no, no, someone else from another oh. source that I won't disclose. Sure. I heard one mil a month, one mil a month, a month, a mil a month. I heard a mil a month. Dildo balls pay well. Make of that what you will. Wow. Make of that what you will. The That's dildo mental. ball freaked me out a little bit. 
Mm. It was a scary I don't know thing. what a dildo... Oh, that... Th- someone told... Was it you that told me about that? Maybe. I saw a picture. You're the only, in fact, of course, was the only person I know that gives me fucking Belle Delphine <laughs> updates. She, I think she's a... Yes, yeah, she's a very... Subscribe to Jonesy's RSS feed about Del- <laughs> Belle Delphine. She's... Look, is it... I, some peop, other people share stuff with me about her, and one of the things someone shared the other day was, oh, of course. was a screenshot of a video... Sh- I guess it was a video. Maybe it was just a picture. Um, but it was like a, a yoga ball that had, like, dildos glued all over it. Wow, and I was like, "That's a that's terrifying." And then she was bouncing up and down on the, you know, like a space hopper. It's like an adult space hopper. Nice, I like it. I mean, what? No, <laughs> guys, look, can we just fucking talk about CD Projekt Red? Sorry, please? let's you, do it. Why are you guys got to be such dick boys all the time? Yeah, I know. Oh, for fuck's sake, I didn't get involved. <laughs> all right, so CD Projekt Red, fellas, surprise, surprise, cyberpunk. Uh, basically. One of the main dudes in charge, I forget his name, it's some Polish name. Marcin. Marcin, yeah. He went on a video and kind of said, hey, we know we fucked up, this is how we fucked up, and this is what we're doing to kind of fix it, which is thumbs up there. As we say, it shouldn't have gotten to this point in the first place, but it is good that it's happening because, you know what, they they didn't need to do it. do this, right? I think enough people are okay with the game and the the trickle of changes that are coming through that people are like yeah whatever i can't i, I don't know though because there's still a lot of talk about you know uh class action lawsuits and investors being really annoyed and i i, I know what you're yeah, saying but point. i kind of good think that, i kind of think that maybe that this was a smart play by them maybe they didn't need to do it but i think yeah. transparency and honesty at this point is is the way forward for them yeah like 100 although as we can get into uh when we review kind of what he said and <clears throat> and the questions he answered, I still think there are a few things that have gone unaccounted for that I would have liked to have seen acknowledged. Oh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So basically it was like a five-minute video featuring the company's co-founder and, yeah, just explaining what happened, uh, especially as how it relates to the what are now older-gen consoles, so your PS4s, your Xbox Ones. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. He, he was basically, it's what we touched on earlier, but he was saying that, the genre itself, it's it's complex, right? Like, it takes a lot to make these kinds of RPGs. Bethesda are maybe the best in the business, and look how fucking janky their games are. Yeah. yeah you know? Sure. And, and what he implied was that they focused on making the game look, quote-unquote, his words, epic on PCs before approaching, approaching the console version, which... It's not necessarily the the worst way of going about making games, especially if you are a uh, a PC forward company. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be the first. They're not going to be the last. You've so. got to think that's incredibly common to make games like that. Yeah, but little did they realize that uh, the task at hand was a lot more difficult than they thought it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I'm just going to read this because it's a little bit kind of mumbo jumbo to me because I'm not a fucking well, game geez, developer. <laughs> well. Uh, but the main culprit apparently was in-game streaming systems that had to constantly be improved to feed the engine with what you see on screen. So I guess it's kind of like when you talk about pop-in and all that stuff, that's that's this in-game streaming system, right? Yeah, big focus on the visual side of sort of what went wrong with these old-gen consoles, which I know is what a lot of people were most critical of when it came to them especially. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And I think they were saying, you know, okay, fine. COVID was a fucking factor. Get over it. Stop using it as a fucking excuse. <laughs> You're not the only game devs that had COVID to deal with and 
release a game like but anyway whatever uh they also released an faq kind of explaining oh what about when are you going to fix the next gen patches blah 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 but what's really interesting is for the first time they actually showed off uh, a roadmap of what they've done and what's to come so we've been getting hot fixes up to this point with a actual patch coming out in january right and another another 1.2 patch coming out in february so 1.1 in jan 1.2 in february prior to this i think we're on like 1.07 as a hot uh, six 1.06 six. we're on at the moment yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then they also spoke about the rumored DLC and the next gen console updates and kind of gave ballpark areas where they're going to be coming in. So previously we'd heard that DLC was going to be coming. Uh, a lot of these news outlets are like, oh, uh, Cyberpunk DLC is coming sooner than you think. And we were like, mm, but what does DLC mean if it's coming soon rather than later and et cetera? So what they have said is that they've pushed the DLC back slightly to focus on patches and fixes, which is good stuff. That's what it should be. The next-gen console update, however, has been slated for the second half of 2021. Which is... And, and, I don't and, think anyone could be surprised by how far away that is, but I think they will be disappointed, Jonesy yes. being amongst them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I actually thought that this was the time it probably would come. My my perspective used to be that it would probably hit like March or so, um, if you're talking like six months ago. But then obviously after they did the number of delays and we were talking about a lot of issues they had, I started to worry more and more about that it was going to get get bumped further back. But yeah. um, in the last, you know, since it came out and since they've had all the issues, I I assumed it would be the latter half of um, of 2021. So to have that confirmed, well, confirmed as in at the moment, that's what they're saying. Um, <laughs> that's that's not that's not surprising to be fair because they've got so yeah. much work to do. Um, yeah, between yeah, now yeah. and then, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's just, it makes you wonder that the DLC that they're talking about. So, like, so we speculated that the first DLC would be like haircuts, et cetera, like in uh, The Witcher. And I think, I still think that to be true. And I think that could relatively come in with the patch itself. Who knows? Uh, but it almost feels that, like, some of the game systems that should have been in the game, they're just like, nah, you know what? We'll just release it as DLC later. Don't worry about it now. Just, yeah. just, just get it working on a fucking PlayStation Four, please. <laughs> that does happen quite a lot. Like, uh, I don't, it's maybe not an unfair game to compare it to, based on sort of the uh, level of sort of visual fidelity issues, but also uh, bug and uh, sort of fixes that were needed. But Mafia Three was another game that really <clears throat> blurred the line between what's free DLC and what's an update, because <laughs> that was a game that added. Um, character customization and changing your clothes after release yeah. and did car customization and sort of like a garage of cars you can keep after release and i think at the time they were referring to them as updates which almost seems like more than more of an acknowledgement of like hey this is stuff that maybe should have been there because it was in mafia 2 um and now we're doing it look yeah guys everyone yeah but you uh, can't be angry be with us because it's here now yeah, and it's free. Whereas like DLC sounds a bit DLC, as we were kind of saying the other week, right? It always sounds like the cherry on top. Yeah. Uh, it always sounds like you've got the base game, the base game is damn near complete, and now we're kind of we're building off from that base. And it's not always the case. Yeah. But I still think that's what I wanted it to be in the case of Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, See, I, so I hope I hope that I hope basically I'm saying I don't I don't hope they go I hope they don't give themselves too big a pat on the back for things that almost felt missing to begin with being added back in. Yeah. See, Agreed. I, I'm in a weird position because um, it was mentioned this on our Discord the other day, but 
if they said like it's hair styles and stuff like that, then that would make me think, well, then they are adding, they have to add in barbers and stuff like that, which would be a really big deal for which, for, for cyberpunk because it's missing. And so I'd feel a lot happier about that as a thing you could do than in The Witcher. Oh, they're probably just added to the Ripper docs though, Jonesy. No, but I mean, just the act of being able to do it because you can't do it at all at the moment in the game. So it would be, whereas Witcher, like if you said, oh, we've added in a ponytail, you're like, oh, so now when I go and get my hair done, I can, I've got a different thing I can do. In this, it would be adding in, as Jamie just said, something that should have been in the game already. So it would feel bigger. It would feel more of a, um, an addition to the game in in and of itself. Yeah. I don't, see, I don't know. I don't know why, but I just get the feeling that it will not be that sort of thing. And the free DLC will include at least, um, some story stuff, some side quests, something like that, because it would be very easy to just tack on some almost small narrative things that weren't in the main game. And they say, now you can go here, speak to this new, uh, what, what they've been called, um, people that give you the jobs. And then they go, oh, oh here's fixers. An, uh, fixers. And they give you a little arc to follow and to go back through Night City. I, yeah. I feel like that would be such an easy addition. I could yeah. absolutely see that as being some free DLC. As but, but you see, and, and maybe I'm the minority in this, but I, I, I hope, at least for the initial ones, like what I want to see them release as DLC is not necessarily like more content. There's so much fucking content in that game. I want them to release systems. Yeah, I agree. That's what I want to see, yeah. yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like I, I, want, I want more dynamic systems. I want more yeah. interactivity, like... There's there's no fucking there's no mini games in this in this. But that, yes. that's where, where's, where's the where's like, the Gwent? Well, you can go to a pachinko <laughs> place and you can't play pachinko. Like yeah, it's so just odd. Add it in. It, for, even it, the BD thing, the BD stuff has to get added in. You can buy brain dances in the game. Yeah, like they are, they're offered for sale. You can't do anything with them. You can get you get given headsets by people, yeah. and they're irrelevant outside of giving you armor stats. Like they need to have that as a functional thing that you can go and do. I'm going to yeah. say it. They need, yeah. they need more hookers. <laughs> they do. Like, they yeah, that's exactly what that, it's exactly what that need, world needs for more personality, <laughs> is more sex-related stuff. No, but they, they just... It's, do you know what it feels like to me? It's almost like a kick in the face because at least with things like haircuts and barbers or whatever, it's not even there. But the two things that feel like a kick in the... Or three things that feel like a kick in the teeth are there's one male hooker one female hooker right in the whole game there is there are brain dances but you can only do them in the missions and they're a little bit kind of they're okay but you want to be able to do some just for fun and then you've got the ripper doc animation is the only one i've had so far is when you get the very first one in your eye and then it's some crappy menu that you're going to like yeah but because they tease you with all of that stuff and then don't deliver later in the game it feels slightly worse it's like romances as well there's like I think I do like two romances or some shit from what I've been reading. Uh, I don't it's know. Like, some are male only and some are female only yeah, as well. It's, right? it's, it's like, the lines. like you'd think like just fucking, I mean, Geralt would fuck anything with legs. So. <laughs> true. True. You know, I think that that stuff's all possible, but I guess to go back to the, the kind of which side of the argument we were talking about originally to me, systems feel like updates and content like authored content feels like DLC. Yeah. So if so if it's uh, yeah. narrative, it's just the way my brain works. So if it's narrative story stuff, authored content, then I win the bet. Well, authored <laughs> content, authored content can come under other brackets as well. Like if they did a thing where the first batch of what they called free free DLC was like twenty new items of clothing and ten new weapons, that could also feel like DLC in my mind. I guess. 
Yeah, right. I think you've got a lot of ways of winning that bet. Um, even if I will get out ahead of it and say, even if you win on like based on the minutia of what we're talking about and like the the semantics of it, I think what Chris and I were talking about is that summer seems too early for like an expansion. Like when right, you talk right, about yeah, the yeah. Witcher 3's DLC and how good the Witcher 3's DLC was, no one's talking about the hairstyles. They're no, talking about, about blood and blood wine. And wine yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah, about and all that stuff. And I think Cyberpunk's the same. When we talk in loose terms about Cyberpunk DLC, we think about those you know, CD Projekt Red's trademark expansions and not, oh, there's a time they added five guns to the game. I, I would <laughs> but I would agree I would say that I agree with you that um yeah. adding weapons and stuff, even if it was twenty weapons and five I would say that's not good enough. Like that's not what I want. But then but, weirdly I want yeah. the game to be in its best position it possibly can yeah. be before the the the, the, the expansion well, DLC yeah. arrives because I don't yeah. want people Bring the to systems be... first because y- yes. yeah. well th- th- I mean and, and I, we should say I guess I don't, I think we made this clear but just in case anyone's lost track the updates roadmap specifically calls it free DLCs. It does. So yeah. there is no paid content, no paid DLC, which those expansions definitely will be coming before. I mean, at this point, coming before even this entire year. Yeah. According to their current roadmap, which yeah. is probably again probably the right move based on what you were just saying, Joseph. Yeah. I don't want to trigger. And then, the, and then um, there's the multiplayer as well, still to look forward oh, to. Oh, well. fucking sack it off! <laughs> yeah, just sack put it in the bin, Chris. Yeah, sack yeah. it off at the moment. Anyway, might as well. Um, I don't want to trigger. Uh, um, people that you know, star citizen people like myself, but I think we're all a little <laughs> bit um, jaded by the appearance of roadmaps by this point, given the, um, the absolute <laughs> shit show that they had with their roadmap that turned out to be just just about? letters on a screen that didn't mean anything. The anthem them. roadmap worked out so well. I mean, like the the, the trajectory that video games are going yeah. on with roadmaps at the moment is phenomenal. Yeah, we're all playing anthem 2.0, right? Exactly. <laughs> what's brilliant about their roadmap as well like not i'm not calling them out for i'm sure this is what they <laughs> intend and they're genuinely trying to give uh like an idea but if you look at it right so it's it's a lot it's a timeline that has no sort of delineation with regard to like months or weeks or anything like yeah. that then there's just a block a hashed out block that says multiple updates and improvements with two random lines coming off of it that says free dlc free next gen console update and you you basically you, know that's you know, going to come after patch 1.2. <laughs> you know what that, that image screams to me, okay? It, it Especially running ATG, it screams to me, oh, we've done all of this, but we forgot to make a fucking roadmap, guys. We've got five minutes. <laughs> who, who, who knows Photoshop? See, I go the other way. I think it's like, if we draw it out, people will believe it's more official than it really is. <laughs> when in reality, they're like, we have no idea when any of this yeah. stuff is coming. All, all, yeah, all, I think, what I can't remember which view it was, but one of us said before we started recording that all this roadmap really says is that January patch is coming out when we knew it would. February patch is coming out when it, when we knew it would. There's going to be a free DLC and an extra console update by the end of the year. Yeah, And that's it. Yeah, and we just have to assume they're going to keep improving the game alongside yeah. that stuff. There, I- there is something to be said for uh, Blizzard's almost done when it, you know, what do they say? It's but like done, done when it's done. It's, it's, like it's done ready. It's, it's ready done. when it's done. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of thing where it's like, hey, we're not going to give you any fucking. Release well, do what's awkward about that is that's exactly what CD Projekt Red said about Cyberpunk. It's at the end of one of their trailers. It, it is. Yeah, you're right. Actually, they and then at like, the and then the next trailer they released is were like. Hey, fucking April or March or whatever. Yeah, it's like, hey, we've flown Keanu out to LA. Can we give him something to say on stage? <laughs> ah, just tell him April. Just tell him and April. Then he goes, Check this out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what an iconic moment. Can I make man. a prediction? We were, we were now. so happy sat on that sofa, Chris. Oh yeah, well, it was fucking blew my mind, man. <laughs> Let me make a little prediction. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say the next gen 
console update does not come in 2021. Oh, I can uh, believe I would, it. I, I would take that. I'd, I'd, I'd take the bet against you if you if you're, if you're interested. The, the reason the reason I'm saying that you know, two grand. No, <laughs> my my track record of bets. No way. Um, uh, the reason I say that is because in my head I'm like the, we've already talked about the fact that after patch 1.2 they're not going to be where they need where people want them to be because you can you're not going to be able to make everyone happy but they have to get a certain percentage happy. I don't think patch 1.2 reaches that point um, for for mm. base PlayStation 4 users and Xbox users. I think for, uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Which which I think is going to be an issue. Um, I can then see maybe them saying, "Hey, look, we're going to do something else for those people." And I just think that messes up their schedule a little bit. Like, yeah, it's between getting the next joint, next gen console updates. Man, they they got a a big job ahead of them. But you know what i i i I'd like Cyberpunk to succeed. So yeah, fucking, of course, you know, do what you got to do. I'd I'd love us to sit at whatever you know podcast we do this time next year and say, you know what, everything went that went down the way it went down, and not a lot of it was good. And there's a lot of reasons for people to, people to have been angry or upset or have wanted refunds and got refunds and so on and so forth. But at least in the end, we all got to play eventually a version of Cyberpunk that was somewhat representative of the game we all hoped it would be. Uh, that would be a nice way to end the story. Yeah. As as long as we didn't sweep any other stuff under the rug. Which yeah. is I'm not suggesting that's what they did today, but like he specifically addressed the lack of availability of review codes for the previous gen console versions of the game and talked about how they were making such big improvements day to day that like literally going even one or two days early on that stuff could have jeopardized the experiences people got and that they legitimately felt like that day zero patch was going to get that game, you know, in the place it needed to be. I don't believe them. Um, I think that's a very convenient well, thing to be able to say. You can't believe the them, right? Because yeah, look how we're a month away from release. Well, exactly, exactly. Like, like if your day-on-day improvement was so good to the point where like you couldn't shift the review date at all because of how much improvement you're making. Exactly, Chris. Like we're already however far away from it we are, and like look at what those hotfixes. Some people felt those hotfixes literally did nothing. I mean, it's not not strictly speaking true, but that's what they felt like to some people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, like, if you're struggling getting the uh, the console version uh, where it needs to be, and you are making improvements day to day on on that zero day update, put all the faith you want in that zero day update. Tell people about the zero day update. Don't fucking like uh, take down videos that are trying to show people what yeah. this game is like unpatched. Right. People are going to yeah. play this fucking game unpatched. There's some guy out in the fucking the outback in Australia who. <laughs> who's still on dial-up at 27 kilobytes a second yeah. and is just going to buy the physical retail version of Cyberpunk. And, shout out to and Krell. And that's that. Like, there you go, <laughs> shout out to Krell. Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot they didn't, uh, that's sort of skimming the surface of the stuff they didn't really. Um, I, got, I got a question for you. Touch on. Yeah, go for it. Do you think, so they, I mean, all versions were kind of balked, right? But obviously, PC ver- version was a lot less balked than PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Do Do you think it would have served them better to say, "Hey, guys, actually, console versions need more time. Console versions are delayed by a month. PC yeah. gets released." Do you think that would have been a good idea or a bad idea? I'm going to say, like, compared to the situation, they ended up in good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. 
Would it would it have been a, a huge joke and a big meme if there was another delay around that game in any way, shape, or form? Absolutely, half the internet would have yeah, been. Yeah, but rather fire. have rather have the meme and the right, jokes exactly. than the fucking like, death threats, right? Like we, the further away from this we get, the easier it is to sort of compartmentalize it and and absorb everything that happened and kind of absorb the blow of where CD Projekt Red are in a lot of our hearts and minds. But it's very hard at this stage to underestimate just how big a situation this was for weeks it felt like yeah, yeah um and i don't doubt at all that something cd project project red would have wanted to avoid at all costs uh, especially if in your scenario if we say that maybe delaying uh, the previous gen console versions or just all the console versions of that game gave them more time to work on the pc version then even better because yeah. then you've just got a <clears throat> very buggy glitchy game that every major outlet still gave a nine out of ten only to get too <laughs> scared to put it on their game of the year lists fucking three weeks later because they caved into internet bullies yeah you heard it here first wow mic drop fucking hell i mean i mean that, genuinely you're, you're, not wrong. you're the, not wrong i started doing the rounds because one second every fucking journalist in the world and not just every journalist but a lot of youtubers as well were out there being like guys yes it's buggy it's not what it needs to be but this is a sensational experience this is a one of a kind, kind game this game is really fucking something and then two weeks later like game of the year video time everyone get your game of the year content ready and everyone's a bit like oh how about a Mortal's <laughs> Phoenix Rising, huh? It's better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> that, to, that to me... Let me tell you why Hades is my game of the year, and I've oh, never heard of Cyberpunk 2077. Can, Jonesy, before you start, can I interject yet? Are we safe? Did we do that? I don't we think didn't we do did. game. We didn't do game of the year content. Well, no, we didn't. So, but but like, we also we never said it was. Uh, we had never said I, we would have given it like a 9.5. It was amazing. Yeah, we absolutely think, loved think, it. It was incredible sort of thing. I think and there, we were, are, and there are people. I, who I think did. we are always quite level-headed with what we try and kind of give. We don't do art and art reviews, but when we try and kind of give our take on games, yeah. I always feel we're kind of level-headed with it, and and don't get swept up too much in the the hype or the zeitgeist feeling of it. So like, oh, the internet's on fire and Reddit hates it, kind of thing, you know. I I, I uh, think that this. I think that a lot of those reviews from um, the games media were scummy. Like I'm. I think that's. Mm. I, it absolutely <laughs> was. Like, how else can we view that? I think. I think it's scummy, but I think also like if I put myself in their shoes, they didn't know what they were in the middle of. They were playing the PC version of a game that they were having a very good time with because what P- what major re- reviewer for a major outlet isn't playing Cyberpunk 2077 on an RTX 3090 and having a great time with all settings on Max and ray tracing. They couldn't see the previous-gen version consoles, yeah. the previous-gen console versions of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you can't comment on what you can't see other than to say, hey, we haven't seen this yet, which, to be fair, a lot of them did say that. But also, like... Reviews are this weird thing where no one wants to be, no one wants to be caught behind, apart from the people who can afford to be, and especially on the front line, like the major like outlets, the IGNs, yeah. the GameSpots, the editors, and the people in charge, the people running those sites. You can't go to them and say, "How about we delay the biggest uh, traffic article of the year for a week just to make sure this other version of the game is okay?" They'd be like, "No, motherfucker, call it a review yeah. in progress if you have to." But you're publishing that article the second the embargo drops because we need those fucking clicks. And that's how it works for a lot of people. And I think in those moments, you just go on what is happening in front of you. And uh, we saw that because the people that didn't, in the immediate aftermath, Callie Blaggy at GameSpot, 7 out of 10, no fucker on fucking planet Earth had played it, and she got chewed out. And like a week <laughs> later, everyone was like, oh, she, 
She was right. She's right. But, yeah. but that's what I mean. Like for me, um, and you like, and, 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 and yeah, oh, fuck, yeah. I think the, my, the problem. Oh, I, I, someone, someone's oh. drink. Someone's out there drinking right now. <laughs> yeah. But the issue, the, yeah. the, my real issue though, is is to put two together to what you guys have just been saying about like, should they have delayed the 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 uh, console versions, and you know, should they have come out and waited for the console versions in order to their reviews. I don't believe if this was a PC only release, I just still don't believe the reviews that were out for PC versions. Because as an no, RPG, because it's bullshit. Because the the systems were broken, exactly, Daddy, or are broken, exactly. Because it doesn't matter. Okay, so you don't have potato face glitches or whatever, but it, it's still like the game. Jamie, to your point, if you're running on a 3090 and it's looking super crisp with like no frame rate drops and no stutters, that's all fine and well. But the game is still hollow in itself. You're you're like, lacking yeah, but, a lot of elements that you need in an RPG. I I I, I agree, but this is just one of the things that fucking like bogs my mind sometimes about games. No one was saying that shit like for a long yeah. time. It felt yeah. like like there was a huge wave of people, and I'm not just talking about reviewers. I'm talking about consumers too, who were so swept up in Cyberpunk and in Night City and in that story that like it took a little while before people started saying that shit. And yeah. that's why people like Callie Plaggy, who ridiculed like the either some of the the flawed systems or the systems she felt like she didn't need to use, she was literally the laughing stock of the internet for days. Like your boy, the quartering was making a joke about how she didn't play or interact with some of the systems because she didn't like them. Now, fucking three or four weeks later, we're all like, yeah, it turns out you didn't need to use the fucking crafting system in Cyberpunk. A game which you two have stopped playing before you've even finished it. Like, no one... Like, it's it's fucking crazy. She got... See, I still think that, to admit... I think what she did was... She came across quite badly in that 40-minute video that she did. But I think the... I think... No, I now think she basically misspoke because she... I think what she said... Because I watched the whole thing and I thought at the time she said, I didn't do that because I just didn't really want to. And she she said like about a couple of things, oh, I didn't go and do those cop missions because I didn't... You know, I don't really want to help the police. But I get now the feeling that, which, that she didn't want to. I will just to. say, tonally and narratively, that's an accurate, that's a valid criticism. It's a cyberpunk game where you're helping the fucking police. Like, that's not very cyberpunk. No, but you, but, but, you, but that game, that's not, I don't think that's accurate in the world. Like you you feel like a, maybe like a, a private detective kind of thing. You don't feel as though you're an anti-police person. At you're all. not a fucking private detective. The first story mission you have to do after the prologue is you fucking stealing some high-tech ship and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, you're a criminal you, from the word go. You're not. You don't get you're not a criminal. like a private detective. You're not a criminal. I d- that's not how I... Th- that's not... For me, that's yeah, not how the game it, feels. it doesn't come across as a criminal. You're I'd not a criminal more, at all. I'd say it's more... You're not Grand Theft Auto, Jamie. Like, that game does not feel like yeah. you are any of the Grand Theft Auto guys in Grand Theft Auto Five against the law as a criminal. You Chris, are... Yeah. No, do you, no, you feel you like a feel private? That. Do you feel like a private detective when you <laughs> no, play I Cyberpunk? I don't. Okay. No, I, I feel kind of like a. Do you a feel gun that the for, narrative a, a gun journey for hire, a mercenary? Okay. That's do how you I feel. feel like the gun for hire and the the gun for hire that V is and the journey he goes on through the narrative that it makes sense for him to run off and start working with the police directly? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Like it. It, it does. I fair enough. You don't. You're not a private detective, Jamie. But you. You kind of. You are in a sense that you're doing missions that would like a private dick, like a dark private dick would do. In the police, private dick. Jonesy's a dick boy. Jonesy's the dick boy. It's, it, well, to be, it's, it's straight out of something like Blade Runner, right? You feel like you are not. So, for the first mission, as you were saying, right, the first thing you do in that game um, that feels real and that you get your teeth into is you go and help a woman who's in a bathtub who's been stolen by criminals, and you take her onto the landing of outside. You give her to the medvac people, and you you 
take the chip out so that she can be found. You lay her on the floor. The medvac people come and take her away and you say, the police are on the way in so we can bug out, let's go. And that is like, you are not by any stretch a criminal. The criminals are very separate. They're over here. They're the gangs. They're the baddies. Yeah. They're the people that are stealing organs. And you are not that. You are like a facilitator connecting the slightly murky underworld to the, the overworld of people on the right side of the law. But helping the police, if it was for V's benefit, is completely down the line with what V would do. The idea that you are a criminal, this is why one of the things that rubbed me up the wrong way is the idea of the wanted system is like, it's not very good. But I don't, for me, that game is like not about running away from the police. Like it's bad. It's a terrible implementation implementation, and the yeah, way cops yeah. spawn is crap. And the fact they can't drive cars <laughs> is ridiculous. But because if you want to play the game like that, <laughs> you should be able to. But at the same time, like if you're trying to play this game like Grand Theft Auto, it's not Grand Theft Auto. Like th- yeah. that's not how that, that's not the game it is. You say before when we moan about games and you go like, it's not that game. This is not that game. Um, yeah. If you, yeah. But do you know who did say that the PC version was not th- that good from the get-go? We said it on Super Show because I've said it every bloody week. Is People keep talking about bugs. People keep talking about console versions. The PC versions of this game are not 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, because there yeah. are so what, many what things we give, missing. We gave it like, I think I, I think I gave it a 7. I can't even remember like ratings, but we but we yeah. like we definitely talked about all the broken stuff. And it's for me the worst. And I even said it multiple times. The worst stuff is not the bugs because that can be fixed. It is the problems with the game that maybe can't be fixed. It is the lack of yeah. systems. It yeah. is the lack of uh, good AI. It is the way that the game doesn't let you interact with that world. So to to loop that back around to kind of the point you were almost making a bit ago, do, what is your, what is the kind of the theory around why so many journalists? Who played this game, you know, in isolation ahead of release on on decent PCs, were so inclined to give it nines and tens. I do you know what I do. You, I, do, I, do you think I have they, no idea. Like we're kind of caught up in the hysteria of it. All, I think so. Fucking scared to slate the game of the the quote unquote game of the generation. It's baffling, dude. I on like I don't know. I think you're right, Jamie, right. and what you said about that people maybe were like, we've played it, we've got to get it out, we've got to be first. They played, maybe they rushed through the game and didn't interact with a lot of the systems. And then some people definitely did. I remember that as a being a, a factor. Yeah. And then maybe they were kind of swept up by it. Um, I think the yeah. Plaggy, who well, I think in that forty-minute thing she did, I think she now now looking back, I think she misspoke. I think what she meant was the game didn't make me want to do this stuff and didn't implement it very well, so I didn't get involved in it. But what yeah. it sounded which, like which she is said a much was better I don't argument, bother. right? Yeah, much which better, much yeah. better, much argument. better. Yeah, but I think she maybe she, but enough. then she's a written journalist, right? She's she writes her words down. I can't speak half the time. I'm much better when I write stuff well, down. Maybe so, that's so what she is, did. So this is something that I've been thinking about as well. Like, uh, I, I've been quite introspective about, uh, I mean, not like I haven't before, but I've been quite introspective about our time at ATG. And just thinking on that, um, how many times did we have some people on our podcast where- Fallout 76, they, I'm joking. <laughs> No, it's the, on the on the on the ATG podcast as right. an example, <laughs> because we're talking about this woman who was went on a podcast and spoke very badly or poorly, right? Yes, yeah. We we've had uh, podcasts with guests where the guests are maybe they in a normal conversation they can artic- they can articulate absolutely perfectly. As soon as you put them in front of a microphone with a camera, something just falls apart. And that's true. You, you know, and and it's something that being introspective about our time with ATG has kind of made me relook at some of those things. People are not 
like it's funny like you talk about a games journalist and in this day and age on the internet you kind of expect hey this guy this person or woman or dude woman whatever they are writing this article so written word that's fine but i also expect them to be a really good presenter to camera and a really good uh guest on a on a podcast like no that doesn't happen yeah, and it's really easy to misspeak. It's really easy to like just lose track. I do it all the time where you know you've got a point, but you're just really bad at putting it across. And it just Boys, sounds I know, like... I know, I, know we said, I know we said we don't need to be apologetic, but how many times after we stop that record button do we say to ourselves, oh, fuck, was that all right? Like, <laughs> yeah, we've yeah, done it all, all the time. All the time. Like and every single even- episode. We're not even making content that we know like every single word we say will be poured over, which is the situation you're in <laughs> yeah. when you're the frontline reviewer of Cyberpunk for the second biggest video game website in the world. Yeah. Which is, you know, you don't get me wrong, you have to roll with the punches. You take the role, you take the responsibility. That's what comes with the territory. I'm not suggesting yeah. that, you know, we should be shielding these people because that's the jobs they are paid for at the end of the day. But at the same time, like, yeah, the internet is going to go for you. And I'm sure... I, I do wonder if some people did maybe feel scared or pressured to... Because you go back through highly critically acclaimed over the years, games over the years, so how often have we been able to guess the Metacritic score range for a game, you know, a week or two prior to release? Sometimes with a lot of games, you just know. And there were probably a lot of people who are really scared to play that pre-release version of Cyberpunk and bet against what people wanted to be the game of the generation the game of the decade, whatever, you know, thing you want to use. And yeah, then, but- so they kind of didn't, they focused on the positives. They maybe got a bit of tunnel vision. They also put maybe a bit too much benefit, the doubt on the day zero and the day one patches. And then you, before you know it, you have a nine out of 10 review. See, they, they need to, they need to go back to uh, some Hollywood films and, and the knowledge they're in, right? Because uh, it was gladiator that said what we do <laughs> Echoes. Uh, echoes in eternity right <laughs> if they had just said if they had towed the line and said you know what oh, no man. the systems are not there this is fucking solid like like this this woman had done you know what yeah you get over the speed bump you wait for the rain to finish and it's fucking plain yep. sailing because you know what she's doing now she she's fucking hand leaning back no. on this and going she yeah. she put she put her Instagram on private because because she's getting she's still she got harassed and shit. I'm trying to make you, a point. You really you how you really do it this day and age? Yeah, and this it sounds like a weird thing. You 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 f- turn the focus away from things that are easy to grab quotes from or grab little things or scores and that like that by either a publishing reviews that don't have any numbers in them at all. Yeah, or b doing the Famitsu thing and having multiple reviewers that all review at the same time and have one of them always be the negative guy. And one of them will be the positive guy, and whichever way it comes out, someone agrees with you. I like a good, good cop, bad cop gaming. That's honestly like if we were ever scared, if we needed to review something, all we'd have to do is all three of us review it at once. One, make sure one of us likes it, one of us doesn't like it that much, the other one's in the middle. And that's what we do every time. Think, like it pretty that much is what is, they yeah. do exactly. That's how we never piss anyone off because all the comments are just like, "This week I agree with this person." Really now, and then we can't. It's like I think this person made a lot of sense this week. We could just disagree with each other, but, but and eventually is, we'll agree but, with the audience. You've made but me the think- thing is. 
and and now they're not going to believe it. But we are being genuine about these yes, kinds of claims. Yeah, we don't do that on purpose. You 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 raise a point, and I didn't, I hadn't thought of it like that. But actually, and it's a horrible realization, but because I think maybe you're bang on, right? I think Jamie, what you were saying about um, people, re- re- reviewers and games journalists, re- trying to sort of like gauge how the audience are going to react, and then trying to make sure they're close enough to that reaction so they don't get a backlash. I think that absolutely I think happens. that you're bang on with that because you you saw it like you like you said you saw it with um Cyberpunk and you we we also saw it with um in the inverse we saw it with Last of Us Part 2 Ghost of Tsushima was like people were mad because they rated it down or they didn't rate it high enough. Days gone. Days gone they it was obviously a really good good example of that and you you, and there's a weird thing. So anyone who hasn't played Cyberpunk, there's a very strange thing with it. And now it sounds like we're bad mouthing it again, and we're saying these systems are missing. But I have a rather expensive Cyberpunk chair. Okay, <laughs> if anyone asked me if I regretted getting that based on the game, I would say no, because the game when you play because it, it's a chair. No, no, but like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But when people, it, it fulfills a function <laughs> that you'd need to sit at your desk. Okay, but let, let's say for example, I'd bought a chair for what was that? What was that game that came out with the launch of the PlayStation Five? <laughs> or just after, where you could like the ah, uh, where it's like heavenly, well, Sackboy. heavenly, Sackboy heavenly things. It was like a mobile game. We were ripping on it for looking like a mobile game. A Godfall. Godfall. If I had a Godfall chair because I'd seen one trailer and was like, this game's gonna be legit, I would now feel really shit about having a Godfall chair. Cyberpunk is has still has the potential to be a phenomenal game, and it's still a very enjoyable RPG. I've yeah. really enjoyed what I've played of it. I've laughed at some her, her, her like terrible bugs. I found it harrowing in places. I've had three people yeah. commit suicide, probably directly because of my actions in that game. And <laughs> I felt it. I felt it every time. And they're all side quests. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Do you, do you, it's a very... The sound? Sorry, go on. Sorry. No, no, sorry. You're not, my bad. It's my bad. a very well-written game with some incredible aspects, but it just needs to be fixed. It doesn't yeah. feel like a shit game that they that they phoned in. I was going to say this sounds like uh, video game day trading, and like the cyberpunk stock has just nosedived, <laughs> and now Jonesy standing there being like, "No, don't sell cyberpunk. Everyone needs Buy to hang cyberpunk. on to their cyberpunk yeah. right yeah. now. Hold, hold, cyberpunk hold. is the new Bitcoin. It's good. Just ride it out, baby. Just ride should it we out. do our Should we do our weekly check in? Uh, on, your Bitcoin, on Bitcoin, yeah. no, on, no, 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 not on Bitcoin. On CDPRs. Am I crazy price. for like every time Bitcoin comes up and another person says, "I know it sounds expensive, but just buy it now because it's going to keep going up." I'm like, why do why do you always feel like you're going to be the person who makes it go down? Is that just me? That must be everyone. <laughs> nah, I everyone. get it as well. Um, no, no, Chris, because Chris and I have been saying for such a long time about buying Bitcoin, and you, you, you acted on it. I, didn't. I did, but then I sold it. Shall I buy mm. 0.01 of a Bitcoin? Yes. There's right no now. point. No, no. Bitcoin's been at the moment. It's it's. I don't know. I'd have a look, man, because it's not been. It's been a bit up and down. Well, it's always up and 0. down. 0.1, 0.1 of a Bitcoin. Um, CD. So current stock price on uh, yeah. CD Project is where is that? So from where I uh, is it going to give me an actual? Oh, sixteen pounds ninety one. Sixteen dollars ninety one. It has gone down okay. from a high. Do you want to hear the high? Was about was yeah. over thirty dollars, so it's halved in price. Mm. Rather just okay. buy Tesla stock, right? Um, the man, the Tesla shit is fucking crazy. It's phenomenal. The, but anyway, um, we, we're not we're not a fucking <laughs> stocks podcast. Well, well, one last Bitcoin thing. Did you guys hear about the guy who's got uh, uh, running two, out of password attempts? Two password attempts. Oh, That's, it's fucking so uh, quality. I, That's so tragic. Shall I tell you? I won't tell you in any information. I know a guy who died. <laughs> Before I knew him before. Oh I died. yeah, I remember this. He had like 
I want to say he had like a hundred grand in Bitcoin. So he had like a hundred, maybe not a hundred grand, maybe he had like 50,000 pounds. He put it into Bitcoin. He died. Do you know when? Uh, yeah. Like, I, remember, I remember this, James. I remember you telling us this. Three years ago? And I remember ago? you telling us this when, yeah, when we were, no, we were recording an ATG podcast when you told us this. Yeah, but I think, oh, no, but I told you then. He, he didn't buy it then. So I think oh, he right, must yeah, have yeah. bought it like three years ago ish um, man, okay. he must be okay. worth so much now it was about 50 grand he then died two years ago uh and he'd sent off i think so because you can get this code turned into words or something so that you can remember it yeah like a plaque or something yeah exactly exactly i think he'd done that but he hadn't actually done it yet and then he died oh. and then and his relatives or whatever tried to find the code and i don't think they ever did that sucks. I was going to say, if it was three years ago, he's probably tripled his money. Oh, okay. Only tripled we, isn't too bad then, so it's still a lot yeah. of money. Well, but. because three years ago was 2018, and that was when it had started to go, yeah. whoop, oh, That was right, the first right, time right. it went up. Okay. There, there, was, there was one dude, I was reading this article, I can't remember the exact numbers, so I'm, going to get, I'm probably going to get it wrong, but there was, I think he was a visual effects artist, and he bought Tesla stock, like, before Tesla had come out with the, the Model S. Right. So oh. when it just had that, like, it was like a reskinned Lotus, Lotus Elise. Oh, yeah, I think I remember and, that, yeah. Yeah, and he bought Tesla stock then, and it's like, you cannot believe how much money he's made from it. Wow. Like, I, think he, oh, I think it was something like he spent, like, put in, like, 10 grand in stock or something, or $1,000, and dude's, like, multimillionaire now. What the like, fuck? Sh- like, stupid money, stupid So Tesla money. was uh, running at $50? For years. And then yeah. it literally in the last year it's gone. It's exploded 10 times as much. That's why Elon Musk is now the richest man. He overtook Jeff Bezos. Yeah, but it's bullshit. Numero, it's not real. Numero uno. I know, I, I know it's not real, but none of it's ever real with either. Yeah. No, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, was it the guy who, from the, the big short, the guy that predicted the crash of the housing yeah. market, he apparently the other day said the, Tesla's the next. The Steve Carell character. No, the other one. The, the Christian the, uh, Bale. Sorry, the um, Christian, Bale. Christian Bale character. My bad. Uh, he said that Tesla is the next big short like thing that's going to go i think he shorted tesla if, if wow. i remember rightly yeah. or maybe he didn't know i better not say that in case i don't know that, that stuff is all a bit of a dangerous game isn't it where so many of the stories you hear are the stories of people who make money and it's all very easy to to overlook the amount of people who lose everything they've every penny they've ever earned doing that kind of shit and sometimes i just think easiest path through life steer clear yeah play well, video because, games because the people that are going to shout the most about it are the people that made the millions right and they're the the one percenters of the people that made the millions out of it and everyone else gone bankrupt and they're not going to go shouting from the rooftops and you're not going to listen to them anyway Absolutely. because they've lost Absolutely. all their money. You know the, big, the big trick yeah. is diversified mutual funds. Make your wow. percentage, you know, it's a, minute, it's a lower percentage, but it's say, a lot safer and it just... The only, honestly, the only thing I'd ever do, property, because it's like my, yeah. I can wrap my brain around property. My yeah, head yeah. understands it. You know what I would do? Money underneath your mattress. <laughs> money underneath the mattress. Do you know what I'd do? Patreon. <laughs> Patreon's the future, baby. Money under your mattress a- is the worst because you're just losing money every day. <laughs> yeah. No, do you know what losing money every day is? Being 27 and still renting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And every month I'm like, well, <laughs> hey, there's money I'll never see again. Try, try being unemployed for a year. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, I'm, I think I probably will give it a go pretty soon. <laughs> this rate. We've gone a bit weird again, haven't we? Yeah, all right, let's move on. When, because- are, we, when are we ever not weird? Yeah, it's true. Very true. And fellas, you want to hear something else that is kind of weird? Yes, please. Lucas, I do. 
LucasArts has come back in a way <gasps> because Lucasfilm has announced Lucasfilm Games. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. As almost almost like an umbrella term for Lucas Lucasfilm properties in games. It's lovely. It is. That it's is nice to have it all under one roof. Yeah. And uh, when they yeah. announced that, I was like, okay, so what? And like within 24 hours, I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is maybe, it, it's huge news, especially for uh, old school fans of LucasArts, as it were, mm. because a lot of the stuff that they're saying is they really want to live up to the standards that people remember of LucasArts. And funnily enough, LucasArts didn't actually have that high standards, but people think it did, okay? They, 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 it's the, very much roast into glasses. Kind of but, like uh, that film series, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was really cool. On Monday 11th, Star Wars and Disney announced Lucasfilm Games as the new official identity or kind of catch-all umbrella term for all game titles from Lucasfilm. So the very next day, and this is where I think, Jamie, you were talking about it gets really fucking exciting, yeah. is Bethesda announces development of a new Indiana, Indiana Jones game with an original story developed by Machine Games of Wolfenstein and former Starbreeze team members' fame. This yes. is like... That's the most exciting part, I think, of this whole thing. And that little cinematic trailer and everything. They didn't have any gameplay. It's probably multiple years away, but it's still fucking exciting because you think machine games and you think Nazis. Not just Nazis, but like fucking destroying <laughs> Nazis. But it's, that's, that's the only thing that worries me about it is because I like the idea of an Indiana Jones game. I haven't, do you know the last Indiana Jones game I played was Indiana Jones and the Search for Atlantis on floppy Fate disc. Fate of Atlantis. Fate of Atlantis. Hell yeah. On Great game. Floppy Great disc. fucking game. Brilliant game. Yeah. Point and click game. I have been waiting and waiting for an Indiana Jones game. And I, but I really hope it doesn't turn into like an all-out shoot fest. Well, I mean, machine well, games. Dude. Exactly, mate. That's why I'm worried. But, but you were a big um, Chronicles of Butcher, Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay. I, I was. I so was. maybe you're, you're somewhat hopeful that the, the if there is any kind of Starbreeze and Butcher Bay DNA left in machine games, that they can extrapolate some of that. Still first person, which isn't what you always think of with an iconic character. No, well, we don't know if but, it's first person, right? We don't know that, but they've never made one that's not. So it, it would yeah. be like a sort of a respawn Jedi Fallen Order situation of like... Can they translate some of that stuff? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another interesting thing, executive produced by Todd Howard, the man, yeah. the legend, my wet dream. <laughs> big Todd, big Todd. The big Todd, um, yeah. Which I guess is a positive thing, no matter, like, there are misfires that regrettably, some of which have been more recent. Um, you know, this, like, Todd Howard's re reputation in 2021 isn't what it was in, say, 20... <clears throat> let's say yeah. mid 2015 just after e3 2015 um but but he still led some huge projects right like the oh, guy clearly can still lead a team and make and games he, big and games he, and he knows what he's doing yeah well <laughs> I mean, you, you you want to think he knows what he's doing but yeah let's just let's just <laughs> pretend he wasn't really that involved in fallout 76 and all of a sudden everything's <laughs> kind fine. of okay but the, the, although what's weird here though fallout 76 and then you look at cyberpunk you're like hmm it can happen to anyone. But what's weird about this is you'd almost think like, because we've talked about this before, right? You can look at what other people have done and you can try and avoid the pitfalls and et cetera, et cetera. Is there a, is there a game character or like an idea of a type of game that should be easier to nail than Indiana Jones? 
you've got Uncharted, you've got Tomb Raider, you can look at all the pitfalls, you've got, like you say, you've got um, machine games, you've got, they can look at everything they've done with um, killing Nazis and yeah, even what worked with movie yeah. crossover stuff from like Riddick and things. You can look at all of this stuff, how to work third person, how to work first person. Surely they shouldn't be able to get it wrong. Hold on a second, because I'm, I'm, Jamie, you're going to have to help me out on this, but we had an argument about this very kind of thing quite recently where Jonesy, you came on the other side of this kind of argument. No, because I was, we I was saying, saying James, we Bond, saying, James Bond. No, no, it wasn't was it James, James Bond? Bond. Was it? It was. Um, was it James Bond? It, it was like a Destiny thing, wasn't it? Like a shooter or something, a, a game yeah. service. And we said, what was it? We said, there's a, a clearly defined blueprint. Was it Marvel? How would they fuck it up. Was it Marvel? Yeah, 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 it was Marvel. It was Marvel. It was Marvel. No, but what I yeah, because what I was saying was in that in when you bring out a new game, right? You should be able to say, oh, we can avoid, we can. We, I was saying you need to do different stuff, and that you're going to fall in new pitfalls because you Jonesy, don't want to copy. Jonesy, when you start a new project, you have to do a SWOT analysis, strengths, <laughs> weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. This isn't the same as that. This isn't the same as that with respect, <laughs> because that games as a service thing, Destiny thing, the Marvel thing is one thing. This is an in, this is Indiana Jones. So you you know that what you need to do with the character, you know what you need to do with the story. Yeah, yeah. And so you've already got the difference because you're already different. You're already it's Indiana Jones. It's not hard. It's freaking Indiana Jones. He needs a bullwhip. Hold on, hold he on. needs a revolver. You just need to what look at all those other games and go, yeah. where did they fuck up? Let's not do that. But but because you say that, but might I remind you of the existence of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? <laughs> yes, okay. That was not, but <laughs> film is more the difficult. People behind Indiana Jones fucking up Indiana Jones in the original <laughs> format of Indiana but Jones. Film is <laughs> film is, I would say, maybe more difficult because it's all narrative and it's easy to fuck up narrative. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. at least with games you can rely on mechanics, um, you know, like loot systems and blah, 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 however you want to play it out. Narrative is one aspect, whereas film is yeah. all narrative. You can easily fuck yeah, up narrative. Yeah, I get you. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm so hyped for this, and I, I can't necessarily tell you why. I think it's just because it's a, it's a, like what a mix of what both of you were just saying, right, which is it's a familiar character that yeah. we all know we, that we like when done right, and it's a familiar framework that we can easily envision, you know, let's call it what I think a lot of people have in their heads right now, which is a third-person action-adventure game. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit uncharted. It's <clears> going <throat> to incorporate some elements of, uh, of you know, a traditional combat system, but maybe to make it a bit more indie, it has a slightly more melee and whip-focused kind of stuff as opposed to just yeah. there are 50 different guns. You're going to have, like, there's lots of stuff for, like, traversal and climbing-based mechanics nowadays, exploration, puzzle mechanics are right at home in an Indiana Jones game. And, of course... Yeah. One of the things that are, uh, like, at their most dazzling nowadays more than ever part before in the history of gaming, which is action set pieces, some of yeah. which, you know, machine games have done before to, to, a, to a, well, a lot of the times in cutscenes, I will say, not always in, in engine. But, like, yeah, it's not hard to imagine a, um, a an Indiana Jones game that learns a lot of lessons from Naughty Dog's games, and that is pretty yeah. cool for a lot of those reasons. But, I but I will say... I think the reason that I'm mo the most excited 
is machine games. It it just it it seems like such a left field choice, but it just makes so much fucking perfect but sense to me. I don't know why, but I don't like, I don't yeah. know if, I don't know I don't know if it does to me, which is because all I know of machine games in their current form, like there's elements of it that make perfect sense, but like yeah. machine games have never made a game that's not first person. Machine yeah. games in their current form have never made a game that's not just about killing Nazis. They've never made a game that hasn't had a very severe and dark sense of humor that wouldn't always be appropriate for Indiana Jones. Yeah. They haven't made a game that's not about like ludicrous violence, and they also they haven't made a game, to my in my opinion, that does hasn't had its greatest strengths lying in unbelievable, bizarre, surreal <laughs> story moments that you could not get away with in a licensed property like this. No, no, yeah. hold on, like, hold on, because no, no, you because you people forget this about about Indiana Jones, dude. The first oh. one, you had the Ark of the Covenant where you open it up and spirits melt people's faces off. In the second okay. one, you have, uh, what's his name? Kali Ma fucking takes the, the beating, still beating heart out of someone. Like, yeah. dude, there's a lot of fucking fantastical elements in Indiana Jones. But, like but a ridiculous it never, it, it's never dark in the way that... that, that Machine games have have, have he been. He pulled before, the opinion. heart out of the dude's chest while he was yeah, alive. Yeah, but, but it's, all, it's always in service of like they were eating monkey brains. Do you know what? In that, in that, I never knew he pulled the heart out because I, as Tell every me. good Brit, I had a VHS player oh, as a kid, version. and we recorded it off the telly. And of course, on the telly, they remove the heart. So I always knew it as the guy just holds his hand up like this. You've got to remember, <laughs> like, can I spo- can I do some Wolfenstein two spoilers for like thirty seconds? Sure, I mean, yeah. you might as well, dude. The game's been out All right. long enough. I, I, like, it, skip like a thirty seconds to a minute if you don't want to hear Wolfenstein two spoilers. But that's literally a game where. A, a, a an American freedom fighter, well, who comes to live in America, gets captured by Nazi forces, gets publicly decapitated outside next to the Washington Monument, only for a drain to capture his head and be reasserted to a mechanical body by a scientist that already experimented by putting a cat's head on a monkey's body, only for them to then formulate a plan to go and sneak to get close to Hitler because Hitler is making a film version about the character that you play as. You fly to the planet. Jupiter to the planet or Venus or some fucking planet. You fly to a literal motherfucking planet with a fake mustache on to audition as you to play the character of yourself in a film written and a film directed by Hitler to Hitler, where Hitler is presented as some old decrepit man who constantly pisses himself and throws up everywhere and shoots people when he gets angry. You write the lines that you're auditioning for on your hand, only for your palms to get sweaty, and it smear off so you have to guess your lines until you're put in a scene whether or not you can do like physical comedy or physical action, and you're put in a perspex glass cube where you have to stand in front of a Nazi officer, at which point at which point BJ Blaskovitz loses his shit, gets angry, steals the gun from the officer and shoots the entire fucking magazine into him and goes on the speech which Hitler loves and casts him as himself but not at Indiana Jones and Indiana Jones BJ Blaskovitz is Indiana Jones directed by Adolf Hitler that doesn't worry, see, okay I know that sounds like a lot but this is going to sound ridiculous then that doesn't, I know that sounds like a lot that doesn't worry me that's what not what worries me. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 is so fucking cool. But that's man. not what worries me because that is like people going, hey, let's be crazy in our crazy game. And I think it's, it's yeah. quite easy to go, this isn't crazy game now. This is uh, this is game about Indiana Jones. And they go, okay, we can do that. The thing that worries me more is that I didn't love a lot of, well, some of the level design in um, Wolfenstein 2. I actually thought that some True. of it was quite, wasn't done very well. And one of the things that you have to have on point in a game like Indiana Jones, in an Indiana Jones game, it has to feel like a, it's well designed because if you're going to be 
putting this bag of sand on the thing and then running away and, and running around a corner and diving out the way of a boulder and, you know, dodging waterfalls and people shooting. Like, you want it to feel... Um, I'll say it. Do you know the game that was on point last year that absolutely fucking smashed level design at the park was The Last of Us Part Two. It, those, yeah. those set pieces were insanely good. And if you wanted yeah. to have one that you need to have, the, an Indiana Jones game for me has to have the standard of and the design of is The Last of Us Part Two. And I don't believe at this point machine games can pull anything like that off. Maybe they can't, but you know who, who might just be able to, Jonesy? Todd Howard. Yeah, it's called the Todd Howard effect. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what else it's called? It's called a check from Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, you can hire some people <laughs> yeah, to do it for yeah, you. Yeah, true. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Like, like, we might also, which none of us know, right? Like, this might be, hey, Machine Games have the Wolfenstein 3 team and the Indiana Jones team working, um, working side by side. Because as we know from when uh, uh, Microsoft decided to uh, grow out the team behind Forza Horizon and have them make Fable at the same time. Like when Microsoft want a studio to all of a sudden have a new office with 300 people in it, it will happen very <laughs> yeah, quickly. They snap their uh, fingers and it appears like a fucking yeah. genie. All of a sudden, like the best talent from the industry work at a second office for machine games working on a brand new project. You know, the stranger things have happened. Do you know what, yeah. do you know what the real problem about this whole game is? You, and what Jamie just said, he's absolutely right. And and whoever said about the Crystal Skull is absolutely right. This will be, rather than a step back toward the Indiana Jones trilogy of old, it will be a step further along the Crystal Stone path. Oh, it will God, be swinging through trees with monkeys, driving through yeah. universities with m- mountain bikes, aliens with crystal skulls. It will be all that shit times five. Man, just, just as long as Hitler's in it. I'm, I'm no, because now well, the, you the, say that he will be in it. He's been in an Indiana Jones film. But guys, the weird thing is that the, the, okay, not that it necessarily means anything, but that cinematic uh, trailer that they had, well, cinematic trailer, that one still image that they panned across, it was all about like Vatican City and shit like that. So basically you're going to audition to be in a film directed by the Pope. (laughs) (laughs) And the Pope's going to be Hitler right at the end. On the planet Venus. On the planet Venus. But anyway, guys, that's not the only project that has been announced. You know, they had a sizzle reel with kind of existing games as well. But uh, Mm -hmm. as of recording today, so a couple of days as you're hearing it, uh, it was announced that Ubisoft Massive, the devs behind the Division series, are teaming up with Lucasfilm Games to work on a new Star Wars project with a little bit of a sizzle reel of their own, which was just a star field and logos that then just said Star Wars. Oh, I see. I, yeah. I see what they're going for with that. In case you missed it, you know. Mm, interesting. It, I like to I call that, the, that one back, I, Yeah, I like to call that one the Jonesy special because he loves oh, uh, game announcements where it's just a fucking logo. <laughs> I might have to zero point five times speed that one just to make sure I didn't miss yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, true. There, there's if you look carefully, if you squint the Starfield at the back. Do you remember those three D images where you had to like squint at a funky piece of paper for like five minutes and then it is like. Popped out at but the, you. Okay, one of those. Even okay, when, at least when Metroid did it, it was something <laughs> that it was it was like, oh, this ha- we haven't seen a game of like the, the, one of these games for a while. Squadrons came out last year. What? Like st- yes. Squadrons came out last yeah. year, and it was so. It's not like I should get. I'm going to get excited about another Star Wars project when you just show oh, me right, some yeah, logos. Yeah. When a mediocre Star Wars <clears> game came out not long ago, like there's so many mediocre Star Wars games. There are some very good Star Wars games. But they come. They yeah. used to come out thick and fast, anyway. Um, and then we've had obviously Fallen Order was was good. Squadrons was not that impressive, apparently. Um, but then 
don't just show logos and a star field. Like we get yeah. it. More Star Wars games. Yeah, we get it. Th- this very much felt like a like a oh we're here too kind of moment. You know, don't forget about us. We're also doing something. <laughs> we're Ubisoft. Yeah. You know. But I, I think it's it's cool to kind of think. Show me more. Show me more. Go, <laughs> I want to see more. Yeah. But if they if they go the division route of that third person games as a service thing, I'd be fucking brilliant with a, with a Star Wars <laughs> property. Well I, I think I'd, I, I think mate, I could be I, down I'd, for it. My balls would fucking double in size. If <laughs> you know, tell you what, how they how they win the <laughs> then you then you will be like fucking uh, mate, I'd be so primed for milk. How they win the internet? <laughs> Those microtransactions. You know how they win the internet this year is they just put they just have like the same sort of uh, little thing again, and then it just flashes up the title of the game, which is just something to do with the Mandalorian. Or it's got oh, Baby yeah, Yoda yeah. in it, and everyone loses the man, their what minds. What about the, the Man Division? Or the Man Division. The Man Division. Just call it the Man Division. Great. Yeah, I think I, I think uh, it's hard to know, right? Because the 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 guy who's the creative director in this game was the creative director on uh, on the Division Two. He was the guy that that French dude who's out on stage at E three when they were yeah. showing that game properly. Yeah, but he's also the, the dude war. that did the crew. So, and, but the first crew wasn't bad. The first crew had some interesting ideas. Uh, yeah. It was a bit, little bit lost in that it felt it needed a story that it didn't need, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But the other thing I was going to say is that that Snowdrop engine, which they've said it's going to run in, can be really damn pretty, like yeah. Snowdrop yeah. Hoth. Like yeah. that, that could be a, a damn fine um, thing. And it's also just like EA gonna, did some interesting. Sorry, Jamie. They're going to have a trailer where they you're on the planet Hoth, and there's some yeah. X wings that are there. And you're shooting your blaster, and you walk past the X-ring, and you clo- as you're walking by, you close the cockpit, and it will be like, "Oh my god, did you see that? He walked by, and he closed the cockpit. What? Oh, amazing! A big time, big time. <laughs> if we get a division trailer, I, 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 I took me. Oh fuck! You know I've got to, I've got to make amends here. It took me too long to understand what Chris was doing, and now I understand it. That's actually pretty good. That's actually. If we good. get, they should make that a trophy. If as we well. get like a division yeah. trailer for this. You know the same sort of thing, and then it yeah. turns out to be, oh, it's nothing like we thought it would be at first. It's no, yeah. no. Yeah. Do you guys remember that when they were showing off? Sorry, on a tangent. No. That the division, the first division, there was like, oh yeah, and your friends can be playing on a tablet and controlling these drones that hover over the. I was like, that was cool. Yeah, I thought where's it was that, wicked. Where, where's that? Where where's is that, that Ubisoft? Where is that? I'm, I'm, still, I'm still waiting. That, that's the kind of thing that they probably did, but they did so poorly they t- intentionally didn't tell anyone about. <laughs> Yeah. But like I also I love to dunk on Star Wars. I will completely allow people to get excited about this just because not just because I'm a division fan and I think Massive could make a good game, but just because <clears> like the EA the recent EA era of Star Wars exclusivity underwhelmed, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think Big one time. of the most disappointing facts of it <clears> is that for reasons that we've mostly made privy been made privy to via Jason Schreier, more more interesting stuff got cancelled than got released. Yeah. yeah. Um and Jedi Fallen Order, I didn't play Squadrons, but it felt to me like Jedi Fallen Order was the closest we came to like the Star Wars game that people have wanted for a long, long time. Yeah. And I hope that this new wave of Star Wars games that are clearly Ubisoft leading from the front here, and why wouldn't they, um, can do and deliver on what people have wanted for a long, long time. Because it shouldn't be that hard for much the same reason indie. It should be easier than indie yeah, in some it, respects. Yeah, you, you've won half the battle, right? You've got the story. You've, yeah. you've got the you've got IP. The, you've got the worlds. You've got the races. Yeah. You've got the the ideas, <clears throat> the concepts. In a lot of cases, you've got weapons and powers, and I, yeah. I don't know. Just make a really fucking high quality AAA, maybe even open world, which I know has been rumored and flirted with around this particular project, the Ubisoft Massive one. Like, just give people 
it, kind of like with indie, I don't want to make it just like, hey, our dream games are games that have already been made with a new skin on top. Yeah. But it's easy to see which games out, that have already been released would have worked as games in these other IPs yeah. had they just been set up that way. Yeah, yeah totally. For sure. Um, <clears throat> but it's interesting that EA have said that they're still... They don't have exclusivity on Star Wars, but they are still developing Star Wars games. You'd you'd have to imagine they're doing a, like a follow up to Jedi Fallen Order of some sort, as an example. Yeah. Um, Battlefront Three would be a no brainer as well. But it, it, I, I know of another game dev that also has the Star Wars license. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think you guys should know about it too. So there's there's some interesting things coming out of this, and and all these little strands that I've kind of heard about under this umbrella now make a whole lot of sense. I'm excited, man. I, I think it's a, it's a reinvigorated the interest for these kinds of things. Now, has there been like a proper we, star Wars Bethesda <clears throat> RPG? Style, um, not Bio, Bethesda. Bioware and Kotor were probably the closest. Oh yeah. Yeah. Came, of right? course, fuck. Yeah, of course. I yeah. mean, but then again, even yeah, like, Kotor, Kotor's like, long, like Bio, Bioware's yeah. RPGs are different to Bethesda's RPGs, right? They're not as, yeah. they don't have a big an emphasis on like a sprawling open world and sort of yeah. side stories. They're oh yeah. They were, right, they were definitely hub worlds, character driven and, um, turn-based combat for Kotor. Yeah. So. See that, see. So, yeah. I, oh, but really, there's, like, the, there's the MMO though, the uh, Knights of the uh, the old, yeah, the old Republic, the, the old Republic, just not Knights. But, but if you exclude that stuff, yeah, like post Kotor one and two, it was all like there were licensed games, uh, there were the kind of rebellion Battlefront games, which were very well received, but kind of like didn't tick too many boxes. But for like for a long time, there was there was a lull, and I remember when Star Wars Battlefront one, um, EA's Star Wars EA and Dice's Battlefront one hadn't come out yet. Like, I remember us being in the office at ATG and, like, that game was a big fucking deal. Yeah, it was. Because yeah. we'd gone um, unsatisfied for a long time. And I think yeah. the things that have come out since then, including that game, haven't always scratched that itch. I, I think that Jedi Fallen Order is a decent game, but yeah. I completely get why Star Wars fans might want more. I think Fallen yeah, Order is yeah, a totally. weird one because it's, like, I think we were saying it's the <clears> game we wanted and they did it. But actually, I like it's not the game. I wanted, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I know why I enjoyed it because they did so much right. But then it almost yeah. made me want more because I was like, oh, the, mm. you've done such a good job of things that I didn't even well, really want, but Jonesy. it feels wicked. Jonesy, yes, next gen upgrade for Fallen Order locked at 60 FPS, which is really what that game needed. Uh, so that's not what I think that game needed. I think that game needed. I think I need 100%. That's what the nah, game like needed. I, that, that's not an issue. I didn't find that as an issue as I was playing that game. I, I've I thought the game was cool, but it wasn't. I didn't want that type of game. I didn't want a sit down at the campfire. Your enemies respawn. You can refight them. I didn't want yeah, that. The, as the a souls game. like. Yeah, I didn't want yeah. that souls kind of feel yeah. to it. I, I admired those decisions. Yeah, for sure they did. A, they, yeah. they made a very cool game. I, I, they made a very cool game. I, but I can see why, like a potentially open world Star Wars game from the makers of the division in the <clears throat> on the running on the Snowdrop engine. You look at that and think, like, actually, there's a room in there for maybe a slightly better fit. Yeah. I know this is going, this is going uh, back to I, Indiana Jones a bit, but can I ask you guys very, really quickly, if you could have a movie to game, like, made, if you could, if you could pick it, what would it be? Ooh. Hmm, interesting. Um, uh, one, one, one I think about a lot, um, and I, I don't know who you would get to do it in a way that kind of encompassed all the different elements of it, but I think there's still so much more room for exploration in the matrix than we ever got in video game yeah format. sure i'm i think i i forget I, I know i am i'm pretty sure we're all kind of pro into the matrix yeah man right? i loved it i loved it yeah 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 
yeah, we're all pro Enter the Matrix, which wasn't a gr- like had oh, a lot dude, of problems. How that was dare a seven you? out of ten game, but you can <laughs> right, love exactly. you can love a seven out of ten phenomenal. game. But like, do you know? Do you know what's basically what, what triggered this is that like, do you remember <clears> when um my friend Pedro came out and a lot mm. of people were like, oh, like it's a modern day kind of John Wick, it's like a video game John Wick, I should say. Yeah. Um, I've been replaying, and I didn't mention this because I it didn't need mentioning, but I've been replaying Max Payne. Right. Um, about uh. Six or seven hours into a re- Max Payne three, I should clarify. Important distinction. The wrong uh, one. But okay. <laughs> not for see. That's the thing. Not for my taste. But that's <laughs> to each their own. Um, and I think, like, other than the fact that Max is older than John Wick, and again, uh, by extension, Neo, and is a, a, like slower and a, a little bit less light on his feet, the the gunplay elements of Max Payne three are almost the closest you're going to get to a John Wick or the Matrix in that sense alone. It's, it's approach to bullet time and stuff like that, um, and the way the gunplay feels and handles. Um, I never played it. And that, that, that gave me a bit of a taste. Uh, I, it's decent. It's decent. What, one of you guys is crunching something, and it's driving me absolutely fucking Oh, that, that's, that, I'm, 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 I, that must be like some weird anxiety thing. I'm doing it subconsciously. <laughs> I'm just like folding up a receipt over and over in my hands. I'm just expecting one of you that? to like, you start eating chips or something. <laughs> I didn't know. How, I, I don't know how that was so audible. Weird. My apologies if you're picking that up at home. How dare but yeah, you? I, anyway, I, I'm yeah. going to say the Matrix. I think there are Matrix cool is a good shot, like, dude. Yeah. Like imagine that the Matrix with like Rocksteady's combat system from Batman adapted <laughs> to the Matrix. Yeah, that'd be really as an cool. example. That'd be wicked. Just you know, throwing that out there. That'd be very yeah. cool. Or, 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 or Remedy's gunplay, like a like a, a control version of the Matrix. Yeah. What would you go with, Chris? Man, what? I, it's so hard, dude. Like. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Jurassic Park, but then again, you kind of had that with the Dino Crisis because that's what I want, like a, a horror survival where like you're just fucking alone on the island and there's all these fucking dinosaurs about and how are you going to survive cool. it? Like imagine like... I would love cause Rust is Because think about it, like Rust is getting a lot of traction again on, on Twitch. Yeah. You, you've, Jeez, got, yeah. you've got Ark, which has been really popular in Ark too with fucking Vin Diesel. But like, yes, <laughs> maybe there's something there, but then again, that's like, it's kind of done, but I don't know. It's it's hard, man. Like Far Cry Three always made me want uh, Jurassic <clears throat> Park, like a proper Jurassic Park game where it was set on the island from the original film, because you had those weird kind of like uh, little bases that had the really high walls. Um, yeah, it made yeah. me feel like I was going through the trees and then coming. And I think it was um, Blood Dragon that had the uh, the laser wall thing all around them, and you could shut off the gates. And it made me think like, oh yeah. shit, this could be a wicked place to, yeah. to set a Jurassic Park game. Yeah, I'm totally. But, with but you. that's hard, dude. Because because like a lot of the a lot of the films that I like, like okay, one of my top films as an example is um, Memento. How are you gonna make a game out of Memento? Like, oh, for sure, oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I feel like that would be some indie game published by Annapurna Interactive. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you're puzzling things back together based yeah, on exactly. Mem- or, yeah. Or like fucking uh, an indie gem, Life as a House. How are you going to fucking, you can't. Like, yeah. you know, one of my one of my favourite films is based on a Brett Easton Ellis book, which is um, The Rules of Attraction. How are you going to... But oh, then, well, then you, you wouldn't to, pick you those. You just go to film art school. <laughs> you would have picked those ones. No, but I, what, but what, it's like, what, what would you do? I don't know. What's a game that really I've got nails... It. I, fuck, um, I fucking got it. Yeah. Go for it. Equilibrium. Boom. Oh, that now would be really good. I love, good. I love, yeah, I love it. Fucking... Equilibrium would be fucking yeah, it sick would be really shit. Cool. My um, what's a game that really nailed? Oh, okay, I've got it. <clears throat> well, actually, no. I'm trying to think of like <laughs> games that really nailed uh, like samurai sword or sword based combat. And I'm thinking about games like Sekiro and Ghost of Tsushima. None mm. of them really work. But what about? Oh, Ghost of Tsushima. What do you like mean? That? You don't think the samurai? No, because I haven't said the property yet. That oh, I'm oh okay. 
I've got talking it. About, I've got. Uh, go on, but I've got it. I've got. I've I'm talking about. What one. about taking the ideas from like a Sekiro or or a Tsushima for a Blade game? Oh, oh, wow. Ah, okay. Yeah, that, that would could work. be pretty sick. I think that could work. That could be pretty sick. All right. What about this? And I, I've fucking I've destroyed it with this one. Highlander. There can be only one. It's a battle royale. <laughs> there can That's be a only great one. shout for a battle royale. <laughs> You run. It's like it plays like Sushi. You gotta get the sword. You, you gotta get in, the fucking sword. You get your sword out. Yeah. And you chop, 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 mm-hmm. and then you run off and you do it again. They're but literally you gotta chop off the head. But as long I, as it's I think, nothing I think like Verona, because cool. Verona, I hate. The tutorial is narrated by the ghost of Sean Connery. Everything makes sense. <laughs> Highlander. There can be only one. I was watching that film the other day, and it's it's such a bizarre film, guys. Like I don't understand it. It's so fucking weird. Like. Yeah, I don't know. As, anyway. as a kid, that silhouetted sex scene, I was like, I like this, but I'm not sure why. <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got another one. Yeah. And this is... The, actually, this uh, one is... Can, a, it, this can is, it top Highlander? I don't think so, but go no, ahead. No, no. And actually, the more I think about the one, this one, the more I realise it's shit, because like, so, like, there's already so much crossover between this uh, film and book and like other games and stuff. And those, But I was thinking about The Road. Um, mm. Oh, That'd be yeah, pretty good. yeah, that'd be cool. The Cormac McCarthy book, and then the film with is it Viggo Mortensen or whatever. Yeah. But then I'm thinking like you've already got sort of like Metro and the, stuff the the father son yeah. or the father child yeah. dynamic and things like uh, the Last of Us and well, God that's, of War. that's the problem. You've with already the got the post apocalypse right? in every other game ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, how about this? How about this? The Goonies. <laughs> okay, okay, but developed by I, I forget the name, but the dude that did a way out. Oh, and you've got to play with oh, like it. seven other people. Yeah, that would be cool. Oh, like the though, um, yeah, I forget their name as well. Joseph Farris and uh, yeah, yeah, that lot. dude. Like, I just thought, oh, uh, yeah. Can I can I give you one? Can I give you? You got like a? Can I give you my a group one? Of four people, six people, however many goonies there fucking were. They're gonna crucify me for not remembering how many there are. But yeah, how imagine, and you got to go on your adventures, but everyone controls their own character, but yeah. not like a multiplayer thing, but like like a co-op thing. Okay. Co-op is multiplayer, but you get what I you get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like, I think there's like you eight, have to work mm-hmm. eight eight of them or so. Yeah, I think man. it'd be so that would be so sick. That would be cool. You've got to work I've together. Got it. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. After Arcane Leon have finished making Deathloop, yeah, where you know like two sort of like rival people, one always chasing down the other. They make uh, No Country for Old Men, where one person plays as the guy with the money and the other person plays as the uh, Anton Chigurh. And it's a yeah, Anton Chigurh, and it's just a, a cat and mouse. Open world uh, game. What about? What about? What about? You can go anywhere you want. Um, <laughs> Arcane Leon make Leon the professional. That would, that, be that would also be. Oh, what about IO Interactive make Leon the professional? It's just a, it's just a hitman. But you have to play man. as Natalie Portman's character. <laughs> Wait, Chris, what did what did you say before you just What? You said who would the developer you said, oh Arkin Yeah, what if the Dishonored team made a game about the crow? I haven't seen the crow oh. actually. I must admit, I've never seen that. You haven't seen now the crow. We're, no. Now we're just going all kinds of Can I can I give you my one? Because this is one that I've always wanted. Sorry. I've always wanted them to make a game of this, and I think now is the time they could do it. Right. Imagine Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, right? The yeah. uh, crossed with Naughty Dog, you know, Uncharted. It kind of works with like set pieces and stuff. And they're making a Back to the oh, Future, Surf Ninjas, a Back to the Future game. All right, Back to the Future. Why, sick. Why do you need um? Why do you need 
Oh, because of the hoverboard. And the skateboard. Like, Marty's got a skateboard and a hoverboard. Mm. But you have, like... But you also need it to be open world so you can go around all the environments that are in the three different time frames so you can get in the car... I like it. I like it. And you it. can go back... You can go in time to 1985, 1955... Uh, was it? 20... Is it 2015, Ooh. isn't it? Or 2000. I can't remember. 2005 or 2015. How, how about even better? How about even better? Is you get a different dev for each different timeline. That would be quite fun. Yeah, that would be cool. Because, do you know what? I thought they had made a game of Back to the Future. and a few, This is a number of years ago, and I got really excited. I was like, oh my God, they've done it. They've made a game. And I realised they <laughs> didn't make a game about Back to the Future. Oh, it was Telltale. Because it was Telltale. Telltale games. Yeah. <laughs> they made an interactive oh, poor adventure. Telltale. Yeah. Never going to get the love that they deserve. From Not from Jonesy, that's for sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they should have made games, uh, and then I would have, then I would have liked, enjoyed it. <laughs> Right. Go. Well, guys, I mean, we did have a few other things to talk about, but I think maybe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think maybe it's served for a, another time. Yeah, I think we can keep that one on our back pocket if we want to. Yeah, for sure. Hell, it is yeah. 20 to 1. <laughs> yeah, for, for those that don't know, we are uh, recording late into the night just because our scheduling has been so screwed up lately. But, uh, you know, we can thank 2021 for that one, <laughs> the gift that keeps on fucking giving. But I, I've I've really fucking thoroughly enjoyed this episode fellas a little bit of quirkiness a little bit of after dark seeping into the intro then we got to the 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 usual kind of thing and i think we've ended really high with a lot of kind of hypotheticals and (laughs) and let's see whether where this can go i liked it i really enjoyed it big time big time so you know i I gotta thank the both of you for being exceptional cheers chris uh, on today's podcast thank you for for leading from the front and welcome back to the hot seat Oh, and he's yeah, in, and once again, Next. Chris is in 3D. So you've got that. If you've got your glasses, pop your 3D yeah, maybe glasses on. The spec it, ready. I'm doing it on purpose now because I, I feel like it's my aesthetic. You know? It is. It's it is. It's got to stay now. And, yeah. and, and I, I've jumped it up as well because I've gone hark, harked back to the uh, the old, you know, Nico Bellic. So <laughs> mm. there we go. All right, fellas. Well, the only thing that's left is uh, a code word. Now, I know Ooh. in the middle of the podcast, we did have leave a comment in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have an idea for an actual code word, by the way. Go on, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Juicy. I mean, dark private dick. <laughs> dark private Jonesy's, dick. Jonesy's dark private dick. Jonesy's dark, dark, private, dark dick. private dick. Let's do it. It's good. Oh, it's good. Me. Oh, my goodness. And with that, uh, thank you so much for uh, watching. If you're watching on YouTube, listening, if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice, hit that like button because that's a metric that we've got to go after. And uh, we'll see you next time. Please come back. Don't. It'll get better. I promise. See ya. See ya.